Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 254 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you please introduce yourself? Hello, crisis actors. It's Mary. You might have thought we were done talking about Ye, but he's back in the news again today. We covered Ye before it was cool. We're the hipsters of talking about Kanye West. Nobody wanted to talk about it when he was just being <laughs> kind of nutty on his own. Right? right, like before. Well, now now people are asking about yes. it, so we're going to talk about it. And we have got one and maybe two other guests on the show today. There's a ladybug in the house. Oh, yeah. Here, let me bring the ladybug on camera. Is this, is this in view? <laughs> Perfect. He or she does not want to get off my finger Ian at the moment. Ian and his ladybug friend. Hi, thanks ladybug. for being here, Ian. Oh, thanks for having me, Mary. <laughs> How you doing? Fantastic. You good? Yeah, I'm All glad right. we're talking about Kanye, man. He's been on my mind a lot the last couple months. Because I, I asked when Ian came up today, I said, look, I know you guys talked about it last night, but we he's he's relevant right now. He is in this weird kind of middle ground between both politics and pop culture as yeah. those uh, two worlds seem to intersect more and more every day. So we are going to talk about him. We're going to talk a little bit about the Alex Jones thing, but that's because it intersects with Elon uh, and the banning on yeah. Twitter. We are also going to talk about uh, Bob Iger and Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis got into it with uh, on Tucker Carlson, I guess, talking about uh, he's got his own theories about what Bob Iger said during the Disney town hall. And then we are going to discuss Ben Affleck. Uh, if we were fake news, we would say Ben Affleck slams Netflix for uh, their approach to movie making. But there's a little bit more nuance to it than that. And I've got some particular points that I want to make and address with Ian about uh, the process of uh, any type of content creation. We are also going to talk about, do you want to explain this one? Uh, apologizing to Lisa. Yeah, so there's a K-pop artist currently getting accused of sleeping with a Spotify executive to get number one spot on K-pop artists. I couldn't believe, like, I was like, uh, when I, beyond just all the stuff that was said being as abhorrent as it was, like, mm -hmm. the things that were being said, it's like, the things we get mad about in society, like, whenever people complain about, like, the world we live in today, oh my god, the world's so awful, everything's falling apart, I'm like, yeah, but people are arguing about who got top K-pop artists on Spotify. Is it that bad? Get a real problem. Yeah, exactly. So we got that, and then I also have a couple of insights I'd like to make at the end, because we got the, um... We got the trailer for Rise of the Beasts for the Transformers series, and then we also got the Indiana Jones uh, Dial of Destiny trailer, and I just have a couple of things that I want to point out at the end. We can't watch them on air, so that's always, uh, it's always hard when people can't watch along with us. But uh, I've just got some comments about my first initial observations about a lot of those things, so we will get into all of that. So if you guys are ready, we will just get right into it. Mary, are we ready? We're ready. Ian, are we ready? Ready. Ladybug, are we ready? All right, okay. <laughs> here we go. So it says, so Elon, the free speech absolutist, is also into cancel culture. And it says, Elon Musk gets mega trolled for suspending Kanye West from Twitter for pro-World uh, War II mustache man rant. Can we say the, I can we say his name? I, I don't know. Of can course, we? yeah, Adolf Hitler. All right, okay, all right. His name Historical. was Adolf Hitler, okay? Um, this is ironic because Elon had freed Kanye from a temporary suspension earlier in his time at Twitter, 
but he's changed his heart on the issue. And Kanye posted an image of a swastika intertwined with a Star of David (sighs) with the following caption. uh, What is it? Kanye... It was like yay 24 yeah. love free speech yep. what was it again uh yay 24 a, love loves, everyone hashtag love speech yeah love speech and then elon responded to it allegedly by text i don't know if these screenshots are real but those, uh, here kanye yeah. posted these screenshots before his banning on twitter and it says sorry but you have gone too far this is not love and Elon sent him the, the picture of the image that Kanye posted. And then Kanye replied, who made you the judge? It and is, then Elon replies with the Our Father prayer. It seems fake. And I then don't know. Kanye replies saying, I'm Jesus' name. And then a screenshot of a 12-hour suspension. But you believe it's a full... Permanent it's ban. not a belief I have. Like, he no. is permanently banned. I think that he started with a temporary 12-hour okay. And then now his account is gone. It's permanently Why is banned. that? How do you know? Because it no longer appears? It, when you look up Kanye's account on Twitter, it it's, says that the account is okay. suspended. It's gone. What a position to like for Elon to be in as like a CEO in like the, the first three weeks. It I've, seems defamatory because if these text message screenshots are yeah. fake and Kanye is faking this, this conversation, it, it does seem very yeah. far-fetched. I don't know... Why Elon would text in such a cryptic way? It doesn't, that, doesn't, that could get Kanye in legal trouble. I don't know what Elon is like as a text messenger, but it doesn't feel like whatever to I reply in my with the brain, Our Father yeah, prayer yeah. to that. Like this is not a conversation. I I don't believe that. It, it just seems so far fetched. And now Ye is banned on Twitter, and people are calling out Elon Musk because he claims to be this free speech advocate. He's giving amnesty to people who have been banned on Twitter before. And now Kanye, who is under the spotlight for his controversial statements, is gone. Do we know if on Twitter that their their threshold for free speech, is that supposed to be along the same lines as the American government's threshold for free speech with them? Well, it's not necessarily supposed to. It can be whatever the the terms the company wants to set. Are they they trying to, so it's vague like all TOSs are to allow them more leeway? I haven't read their TOS actually. When we built the terms of service at Mines when I was crafting that 2014 or something, we crafted it around the United States law and particularly Connecticut law because that's where the corporation was based. So however awful like the stuff he said, does it rise to the level of incitement? Yeah, so this is someone replied. It's just really, really repugnant and stupid. Someone replied, Elon, fix Kanye, please. And Elon replied, I tried my best. Despite that, he again violated our rule against incitement to violence. Account will be suspended. So this was at midnight last night. Okay. And now Kanye's account has been nuked. It doesn't seem like he's going to come back. And this might be more worrying than the system we had before where individual moderators were responsible. But now it seems like it's just up to Elon's individual discretion who stays or who who leaves. Yeah. He's going to have to clone himself. That's more of a precarious situation, right? Like what I think of is like you see people on these platforms all the time who praise Stalin and Mao 
and uh, all of these dictators and uh, evil people in history that have committed unbelievable atrocities. There are people that support George Bush and Barack Obama who did plenty of damage to people in other countries with drone warfare. I want to know why one is acceptable and one isn't. I think they're all repugnant. I think that all of these people are evil. I want to know why one is allowed to be criticized, why these are allowed to be criticized and the other ones aren't. It's sort of like how people were asking Elon, uh, will Alex Jones be reinstated on Twitter? And it came down to his feelings on the subject. It's being called into question whether Elon is the free speech absolutist that he frames himself to be. I don't think any one human can be, uh, which is why you have terms of service so that Mm -hmm. you don't have to rely on a person to do it for you. The terms at this point, Twitter's terms were, I think they're abysmal. If you're going to consider a picture of a swastika, an incitement to violence, like an incitement to violence that's illegal is has to be an imminent threat to violence. You can't just say, go kill person x that's not imminent threat that's that's not an incitement it's do it at this time on this day at this place then it becomes an imminent threat and it's considered illegal he didn't even go so far as to verbalize a threat or a non-imminent threat it's very far-fetched for elon to say that was incitement to violence also what's going to happen here is we're all like everyone's going to be painted with a brush that if they if they don't automatically say that this was the right decision they're going to be called awful for just saying, hey, look, maybe that maybe people should look at this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any, like, hey, you want to ban him? Fine. But then explain to me why the other people aren't banned, too. I, I agree with your point uh, about other dictators yeah. and, and things they've said, like Che Guevara. There's shirts yeah, of him. He right. was a genocidal maniac. Like, he would shoot people in the head for fun yeah, kind of guy. You see people wearing shirts of, of Che Guevara. You see people praise these people online. It is a college trope to have a Che Guevara poster in your room while your college professors tell you what great freedom fighters well, people were. And that's fine. If you want to believe that, I think you're wrong. I think you're stupid. But I want to know why, why there is the double standard. The question here isn't so much about the college content of what Kanye is saying because uh, we can't play it here uh, from Infowars directly but Ye was uh, praising Hitler okay the content of what he's saying is irrelevant at this point yeah it's irrelevant what his motivations are if he's not willing to explain them the question is should he be allowed to stay on public platforms like this and also, what is his suspension from Twitter going to do to his mental state, which is already yeah. uh, in a dangerous place? Cut like, a person off from their ability to speak, and they're going to—they're liable to get worse. Someone who feels that they are being specifically targeted, yeah. whether you think that's a paranoid delusion or not. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. Playing into it by actively silencing him on a platform that he feels he can use to express himself is not going to help. Yeah, he, It's going to make it worse. He tweeted last night, let this be my final tweet, 
Yeah. Did you see that? And yeah. then what was that? It was like some goofy picture of Elon. He, he posted a of, picture of <laughs> Elon, Elon on Musk the, on the yacht. shirtless in Greece. <laughs> Sprayed which was with a hose. An unflattering image of... I mean, he was basically body shaming Elon Musk. And then... That's why they banned Maybe that's I like the, the idea that that's, that's when Elon said, that's okay, a step too far, you're, my you're friend. gone. But <laughs> Elon still claims that it was the TOS violation and not an unflattering image. He's like, look, I work a lot. I've got a lot going on. I refuse to take steroids. I refuse to be body shamed. You're gone. I don't, this is, a picture of a swastika is not a threat to violence. This is crazy. If he got banned because he put an image, a partial image of a swastika, a freaking swastika, when you look at the World Economic Forum and they've got the four part, the wheel of life, which is where this swastika, what it really is, is an ancient Hindu symbol. Religious symbol of life. Also, there's plenty of TV shows that involve themes from Nazism, right? Like, that's not an un... Like, how are the... Is that not inciting to violence? What if people... We talk a lot about... uh, uh, Hollywood has a problem with you, like, not interpreting their art in the way that they want. What if you watch The Man in the High Castle or something that used uh, Nazi symbols in the show and took the wrong message from it that that they were trying to put forward? Is that an incitement to violence? I don't know. Indiana Jones, Hitler was in the movie, burning books they were doing. There were Nazis walking around, lots of swastikas. I mean, you know, there's yep. time and a place for the thing. So what I'm thinking is this might be about power for Elon, showing that he is the new czar of Twitter because he tweeted F-A-F-O, like F around and find out when this yeah. happened. So maybe he's just doing a power play with this I, last Last night uh, when Kanye was on Alex's show, he said he's going to let Milo and Nick... Fuentes, Milo Yiannopoulos, and Nick Fuentes tweet from his Twitter account, which I believe is a is a violation of Twitter rules, like you said, ban evasion. Yeah. And technically, they're going to be giving people amnesty, but Milo's account's still banned. So if he was tweeting from Kanye's account, that would be a terms of service violation. I immediately said Elon's got to ban the account. If if Kanye's doing that, I don't care who your friends are. If your friends are violating your terms of service, you've got to be judicious about it. Yeah. I thought he was banned for that. So finding out it's for some stupid image is like, dude. They're also, I just saw this, I literally just saw this on TMZ where it says Kanye's trying to deflect from his praise of Hitler uh, by saying like that Kim cheated on him with like a pro basketball player. Like it feels, it feels manic to me. And I, it, I, I don't want to push, like, I don't know what's, go, what he's going through, but he feels like he's being used by an unbelievable amount of people right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, it's impossible to know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. But. I think that the decision to take Twitter away from Ye isn't going to help his state of mind. No, it's not. It's it's going to further like allow him to spiral mentally. Yeah. And I don't see this going anywhere good. What are some other symbols that would be uh can you think of anything else? A like dildo, this? perhaps. Uh, <laughs> um or, or do you remember the what was the story? I think Tim might have even covered it about the the guy who got in trouble for having like a tattoo that they said was a, a Nazi symbol and ended up being for his like marine unit back in the day. He was like a border guard or I something like that. Uh everyone makes up their mind far before these things go into the public. Here's and, another tweet from yeah. Elon responding to this situation. He's getting a lot of backlash right now. He said, You know Twitter is being fair when extremists on far right and far left yeah. are simultaneously upset. Twitter aims to serve the center eighty percent of people who wish to learn, laugh, and engage in reasoned debate. So is this like is this a psyop to make Elon like the savior of Twitter? He's trying to like, seem v- 
perfectly balanced Between, in his judgment of both sides. Which will never but be But that possible. implies that Kanye is on a side. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. He is not of some far-right influencer uh, or commentator or talking head. He's just his own person. He is an artist. He's someone who is, I think, clearly struggling right now mentally and emotionally. Uh, I don't think that what he said was even a political statement. No. Is it's this... more just reflecting the, the chaos that is going on within him. Is there a way back for him? Yeah, for sure. He could do a hit song. I, he could start. I think the forgiveness arc is strong right now in humanity. There's a lot of room for forgiveness. Do you believe that? I don't believe that. Is the I industry don't, I going to welcome are, him back? I believe we are in one of the most oh. anti-forgiveness periods in history. Since the creation of the internet, since the creation of Twitter, oddly enough, I think that a lot of people are out for revenge and most people don't believe, maybe not most people, but the loudest people don't believe in forgiveness and don't believe in redemption. And maybe relatively, but like in ancient history, they just execute people. Throw people yeah. in the oubliette, oubliette and then forget about them. They blind people, like, they pull their, they cut their genitals off, like they just burn them at the stake for saying stuff like this is, but so we're in a position where like jesus gave us a kind of a template where we can learn we're supposed to be like so that. relative to, to human history we're yeah in a, a fairly, okay um like okay then this question is like is he eccentric enough of a person that tw 15 years from now when the context changes and everyone has perspective he's calmed down all these things you know a lot has changed in the world he'd be a lot well i mean he'd be like 60 by then but like can he be making music and they're just like, well, he was in his manic, he was, you know, in his manic, weird, uh, anti-establishment art phase or his next uh, anti-establishment art phase. And he was saying crazy stuff. And as society changes and as whatever we as a society are, are kind of sensitive to changes, that will be something different at that time, I imagine. Like he will be looked back, maybe not as fondly as he was before all this happened, but he will not be looked on as persona non grata forever. I mean, if Dane is right about wokeness dying, then maybe. But it really is about who in the industry is left that is willing to work with him after this episode concludes. Yeah. Well, I am. Um, I think the key is for Kanye, firstly, to be humbled. And this is a big humbling experience for him. Yeah. And to find friends that will humble you, like tell you, no, you're not right right now. This is another way to look at it. There's uh, no matter who you think you are. And for him, it's like, I want to see him and Kim have a conversation and like the, it's about the kids it's, really it's about, about kim yay by the way well, it's about the kids for sure like the fact the kids that he's need their paying, dad the fact that he's paying child support is just she's she's got billions of dollars and he got his net worth cut by like three two-thirds i'm not saying it's it makes sense or it's fair but also like when you get to their echelon yeah. of money it's like what difference does it make yeah. um I, I think kim's really really kind of afraid that Kanye is like mentally like people are like you need medication you need this but it's yeah. like dude he's channeling like God's spirit that makes people seem crazy if you don't get it yeah but that's real stuff people can go through it doesn't mean they're crazy it doesn't mean they're always going to be like that but that's where he's at right now and you just got to kind of meet people where they're at mm -hmm. the kids man think it the kids can learn a lot from Kanye right now. Think of the kids is okay when it's like families talking about it. It's when the government says, think of the kids that I tell you to, to worry because that's, that's, you know, rock music, bad, all this bad. Think of the, ch oh, won't we think of the children? See, they always want to think of the children about stuff that doesn't matter, but never about the stuff that actually does. Mm -hmm. Think about the children, except for the human trafficking. They're fine. With the human but I, I think Kanye is going to really have to find a personal change in order for Kim to find, become comfortable with having him around the kids. Maybe what we do is we deport Pete Davidson and that brings him back. Deport to him back to where? To, I've, to, to, to Harlem. To, SNL? to Staten to, Island? To Staten Island. <laughs> to, that, we, that he can never leave Staten Island again for the rest of his Funny life. Funny thing, because I like Pete Davidson too. It's like, <laughs> I like all these guys, man. And I want him, I want him to... Uh, 
are is Pete in love with Kim? Are they no, really in love? No, or no, they, no. See, they, they broke up, and now Pete's with Emrata. So yeah. I think Kim. You know, they're all going through some crazy stuff. God, that must be crazy being that famous and having all that that stress and money. I would and, never want to be a public figure of any kind. There's so little understanding I, for I, it. Well, I mean, you are like, but anyway, but like at that level, you're I talking never about, to, I mean, I, okay, then let's then let it never grow. Well, I, I want the show to grow. So exactly. Bad. Damn, it, damn it. But like, I, like, I would never want it's to be a, that level of, of recognized it, in the public. It's like a sac. It is yeah. a sacrifice. Cause when you yeah. walk out and like, I was at the airport coming back from, uh, Ohio last week and people were, saw me and they knew me who I was. And it was like 4am and they were coming up to me and talking to me. I was so tired. Like, this is life. I mean, this is yeah. the sacrifice of being well-known or famous or whatever you want also, to call it. Also, you probably paid closer attention to them than anybody that's ever paid attention to them in their life. If you guys haven't met Ian, he is uh, very few people pay as close attention to you when you're talking to him as Ian pays but, when he's talking to it, people. But it doesn't scale. Because yeah. if like 10,000, if every, if like 50 people came up to me at the airport, I'd just yeah. be overwhelmed and exhausted yeah. and like frustrated. Sure. And I don't have the life. And literally, I don't have the five or the two minutes per person to, to give back well, and it's someone like at Kanye's level where almost 95% of the people in the airport know who he is probably that's yeah. like what do you I really hope that um, the situation at Twitter isn't Elon trying to gain the favor of people like Mark Ruffalo yeah, who are uh, out here whining about you know fair enforcement of the rules and it needs to be on it needs to be on both sides whatever like I haven't seen anyone in Mark Ruffalo's circle get banned or temporarily suspended. I don't want this to turn into a situation where Elon Musk is trying to appease the blue check and celebrity class. Also, by the way, guys, I fixed the crisis meter. The crisis meter was lagging behind. Oh, really? good. Yes. We are good. The okay. crisis meter is working again. Mines does a thing where if you if someone flags your content for violating terms of service, it goes to a jury of people of users of the site that have opted in to be part of a jury. And then they all get to decide, is this violating terms of service? Yes or no. And if you get a majority of the jury to say yes, then the content gets banned. The people can still appeal to another jury, but this way it offloads the terms of service judgments to the community, as opposed to sending it to admins behind the scenes or the CEO. I picture it's just Elon doing all the, all of the um, bannings right now because he doesn't trust anyone else to do it. Like he's yeah. like the reason he's having children is so that he can hire an army of, of his own family to like hold on to banning duties because he doesn't pass wanna... the torch. Yeah. The let's way... go to super yeah. chats guys. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Waffles sensei said henceforth. Yay. Formerly known as Kanye shall now be referred to as Lil Nas. <laughs> Is his real name uh, technically Ye or Kanye? It is it's now legally, legally Kanye. Ye. Ye. It's legally Ye, Ye. Not, yes. not ah, Kanye. I, look, I, I keep dead naming him. At least he doesn't yell about me dead naming him. Like, are people dead naming Does he? No. I, no. He, no. Like, he, he's mentioned it, but he hasn't It's a branding yeah, thing. It's a branding thing. Yesh said, Ian based, Mary based, hi, Brett. I'm just, I'm just okay. Just hi. Because I'm not based. You're up there. Carnell. Wait, I, I just have a question. Like, is that like, can I be both libertarian and based? No. Because somebody, okay, I can't. So nope. I am, ex, I am you excluded. You can have a based take, take but, but you are not based. What's okay. the basedest thing I could do? That you could do? I, I, that would take some thought. Plus, I see people, like, I see like, like, Communist people like read to people in in comment sections. They adopted the they, word yeah, base, to, but they don't really understand what it means. They've kind of ruined it. What's like the essence of base, Mary? Being, you're, you're the based one. You're the one who defines it. Uh, real human being behavior. 
That's all I can say. Yeah, that's all I know pretense. how to do. Yeah, pretense think, bothers me, so that's it. Yeah, pretense yeah. It. I mean, I just always thought of it as like being willing to say something that goes against popular opinion, no matter what, in that context, right? So if you have a like, if you believe something wholeheartedly and it goes very far against whatever the current social climate is, that would be considered based. There's also discretion, though. Sometimes you got to hold <laughs> back in, in a certain crowd, like you got to read the room. But uh, on TV, yeah, you got to go sure. for it. Carnell said, many people are ignorant to the fact that Ye was in a car accident in 2002, which may have resulted in brain damage. Is it possible the impact all those years ago are likely catching up, contributing to cognitive behavioral issues? I mean, is that the car accident, that, ca is that, the car accident that caused his jaw to be wired shut, this, which is where the song Through the Wire came oh, from? Oh, badass. I, I don't so. know. I, I don't know. I, my guess is it's not. I mean, maybe it wouldn't that take but that long. I to think it's more effect. Maybe he was smoking a lot of pot. Sometimes when you're really famous, you think you, you start to believe your own bull. Like you start to think you are what people tell you you are. So that that's probably the the, the, so, the incubus of why he's gone. So the best extra. thing you can be once you become famous is to have a really low sense of self-esteem <laughs> so that it somehow ends up closer to the middle. Somehow. Yeah, you don't want to believe <laughs> you don't want to take it personally. The, the criticism for good or evil, like if people are like, well, you're so great, you're so great. Like, you don't don't take it personally. Yeah. They're talking about, you know, they're using you as an objective when they're talking about their own feelings. Yeah. Johnny Derp said Kanye as yay or yay or we is no different than the pronoun game calling someone zur or you're immediately guilty of an offense. That is all. But he has not pushed it as an offense. It's not he, really an identity thing. he legally thing. changed his name to yay, which means that it's not the same thing as a pronoun, I don't think. Clint said, howdy, Ian. Loved your takes last night. Sup, Mary and Brett. Howdy, Clint. Do you, uh, do you ever get like, uh, like, like uh, an, a gauge of like what you feel like people have like opinions on your takes because i never read the irl chat yeah like and i notice it a lot in the amount of messages i get after a show oh, the last okay. two days i've had probably like five times the amount of messages so they're like uh they're like wow you were rolling nothing but 20s tonight yeah, a lot of people are like all week 20 20 20 <laughs> okay. few ones a lot of 20s but it's like the feedback. A lot of people, because I've been talking about the second coming of Christ. Like, I think we're in the, maybe in the apocalypse right now. Not maybe, man. This is like, it's all coming to head in this second, like the elevation of the Christ consciousness seems to be resonating with a lot of people. I saw your tweets about that. Yeah. I wonder if I should put all those tweets in one thread or if I just tweet after tweet after tweet when thread I'm in the God mode. One God mode thread. Sh Shimmy Shelley says IRL chat is a circus. It is. Um, I, I like it's one of those things. I definitely like kind of the hazmat suit that I put on to read articles from BuzzFeed. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. Like there's a you can have like there's people like off having their own really, really intelligent conversations, but it's mixed between a lot of like. It's very hypersexualized. Yeah, uh, yeah especially if there's if there's any woman on there. Even yeah. if there's not, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of uh, requests for Ian Shaft cam. Yeah, on. shout out to the Meat Rocket. <laughs> yeah, BMF Nate Dog said, "Ian, hit me with some good advice." Um, uh, fix your posture. A lot of it is posture, breathing and posture. Make sure you breathe out hot air out of your mouth because that's the carbon dioxide and you can balance out your oxygen levels that way. I just saw something that Mike Posner, the rapper, just was is like a, he's working as like a breathing specialist for like an NBA team or something like that now. That. Like because a part of being a performer, especially as a musician, is learning proper breathing techniques. Man, this breathing is so I'm always so going to love Posner's song Drug dealer girl. Yeah. Well, that was he, a good one. He's got a lot of uh, stuff that I actually really liked. He also had some, um, what I like to think of as like, like 
proto hips like proto rap hipster music videos that I enjoyed in like the mid-2000s. he also like he performed at Warped Tour like yeah. that's so funny that those places intersected back then and then the- he did the he did the trip across where he walked across the entire country oh yeah that, I remember that yeah. too thank you oh yeah he's, like, a, he's an eccentric dude. who is this uh, Mike Posner he's like a he was like a music producer rapper he was a little bit of a one hit wonder though uh uh like 2009 no because i uh i took a pill in ibiza is like bigger than all the other ones and cooler than me was his like first one that few hits few hit wonder wonder. but his mixtape stuff was actually pretty good and it didn't try to be something it wasn't which i always appreciate it's definitely like white guy rapper art but it's not bad if you guys want to find some really inspirational stuff about breathing check out james nestor on joe rogan i don't know if you guys have seen that interview yet but it is amazing the guy's a specialist do you find it harder to listen to rogan since he went like I, i i don't I don't listen to Rogan like, at all. Like, uh, I, I love Rogan, but, like, it was a big thing to me, like, to go all the way to Spotify. Because I don't use Spotify. Like, like that, to have to go all the way to a platform for one podcast is a lot. To, like, I, I love Spotify his, is the best streaming service. I loved all his, uh, like, I love anything he does, like, with Mike, like, the Mike Baker, the CIA guy. Oh, yeah, Baker's like great. Like, I, I enjoy that stuff because it's so outside my realm of expertise. Mm-hmm. The, the Graham Hancock, Randall Carlson and episode he, was incredible. He had the Annie Jacobson, the lady who wrote the book, uh, or, uh, like, Arrive, Kill, Leave, or whatever. It's like a book about the, the birth of the CIA and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So, like, really... Uh, really interesting stuff, but it's like I just don't have the time anymore, and like I just don't use Spotify, so I probably should. I make I used to be in a big watching uh, zone in like 2017, 18, 19. Now I'm in more of a creating zone. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's kind of we talk about that. Like it's like a lot of times, like when we do movie reviews, I can't watch reviews of movie like of movies we've seen until after I've actually seen the movie and done our review because I don't want it coloring how I've seen a movie. Then somebody will have like a, a take in their review, and I'm like, oh my god, that is accurate, and I'll be annoyed that I didn't think of it first. Johnny Beck sent us a thumbs up. I think we should move on to okay. the next topic, and right. then we'll get back to the Super Chats later. All right, guys, we are moving on. So Ron DeSantis, uh, governor of the state of Florida, is in the news because uh, he basically hammers Disney CEO Bob Iger for saying uh, that they regret the bill, like they regret yeah. being taken on by uh, DeSantis, when really, in fact, it was Disney that started the whole fight in regards to the parental rights and education yeah. bill. This is all related to a town hall that Bob Iger did where they basically did a, a kind of like a, what do they call it, like a state of the he union for the company. He did a Q&A with yeah. Employees of Disney yeah. that was like an open forum and they asked some pretty hard-hitting questions I wouldn't have expected uh, one of them was uh, are you going to shy away from content that's political and they said no yeah it seems well, that he's he's doubled down on keeping those themes of inclusion acceptance tolerance in their storytelling but he's also he's a he's so much better like i don't mean this to say that bob Iger is a good ceo i don't think that disney is going in a good direction but he's so much better at doing what a ceo is supposed to do than bob chapek like i may not agree with the the direction of disney but if i was in if, if i was not politically inclined aware if i was not uh, part of what we would call the culture war and i was just a, a money investor into disney and I look at the difference between Chapek and Iger. Iger's the dude you go with. We don't like him because he's, you know, he's he is the one who started all of the woke garbage at Disney. Yeah. But he is infinitely better at what a CEO is supposed to do, which is calm investors, uh, make the make it seem like you're writing the ship, like you're steering things in one unified direction. Nobody ever got that 
belief from Chapek because he kept flip-flopping on issues. He's like, we are not going to be a political company. Uh, and then as soon as like uh, Florida announces this bill, he's like, we take a stand against this bill. And they're like, what? I thought you said you weren't going to. Not just yeah. that. Uh, Ron DeSantis pointed out not just that they came out in opposition of the bill, which is, I mean, within their rights to say how they feel about it. But they tried to they, they made an attempt to get it repealed using yeah. the leverage they have in the state of Florida, which is he believes going a step too far since they're a California based company anyway. Yeah. Um, so here is Bob Iger's response but they're, but they're to whether they Florida in because the parks in Florida. I know the, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, they have leverage yeah, in the state. Yeah. So here's Bob Iger's response to are are they going to stay clear of political statements? Yeah. I think there's a misconception here about what politics is. I think that some of the subjects that have proven controversial as it relates to Disney have been branded political, and I don't necessarily believe they are. I don't think that when you're telling stories and attempting to be a good citizen of the world yeah. that that's political. It's just not how I view it. Do I like the company being embroiled in controversy? Of course not. It can be distracting and it can have a negative uh, impact on the company. And to the extent that I can work to quiet things down, I'm going to do that. But I think it's important to put in perspective what some of these subjects are and are not. Just simply brand them as political. He said... uh, He just said nothing. This is what I'm saying. He's yeah. very good it's at like, this. It's like, is he this making a truce with yeah. the state of Florida or is this doubling down? It's impossible to know. But really, he's saying, like, when we include messages of social engineering in our movies and TV yeah. shows, uh, what we're actually doing is not political. It's just being a good citizen of the world, which, which is in itself is a globalist weirdly mindset. Weirdly communist uh, workers of the world unite type thing. Yeah, his going globalist on there. worldview like, is what he believes yeah. to be the default, but it's not. It's inherently political yeah. and it's claiming a corner for yeah. sure. So next was his response to a question about the don't say gay uh, controversy. Yeah. Yep. That they had with DeSantis. He said, we stand with our LGBTQ employees. They said they're very important to us. We care deeply about them. We don't believe that. Um, <laughs> well, here, no, I have a question. That, like, Here's the thing. If Iger was still in charge when all of this was going on, basically what happened is a bunch of Florida and California employees threatened to boycott and, and walk out on Disney if they didn't address the fact yeah. that Florida was implementing this bill. What would Bob Iger have done differently that Bob Chapek did? Like, I don't know. Like, would he have addressed it at all? Would he have just let it go and said, like, like a lot of times what we learn is, like, the smartest people are the ones that just leave it alone and don't address I mean, that's a little bit different as a CEO than as a, cele- as a plain celebrity. But, like, is the best thing you can do, like, look, the bill will go by. Our news cycles are now constant in 24 hours. We're a media company. We're always going to have new projects coming out. We're always going to have announcements for new movies, new TV shows, new this and that. Do we try to wait this out and promote the next project that does include uh, all of this stuff that they are now claiming that they uh, stand for, like the you know parental rights and education bill? Like, Are they going to just wait? Would he have just waited it out? Or would he have fumbled it like Chapek did and try to address it without addressing it and then everything goes wrong? Well, he says that it was regrettable that they got dragged into it. He's claiming that they were dragged into it when they decided to weigh in. Yeah. It was fully their option to yeah, not say anything. I think what he, that's a, and what he's doing is that was like a weird shot at Chapek. Like he's like, we got dragged into it, but he knows deep down that what happened was Chapek brought them into it, not 
not Ron mm-hmm. DeSantis. So here's what he said. Some people think that this was a retreat for him. Secondly, this company has been telling stories for 100 years, and those stories have had meaningful, positive impact on the world. Debatable. And one of the reasons that they've had a meaningful, positive impact is one of our core values is inclusion, acceptance, and tolerance. And we can't lose that. We just can't lose that. I love the idea. What does that have anything to do with good storytelling? Like, none of those things, however good they may be as, as societal values, have literally anything i almost swore like have anything to do with story good storytelling at all i guess you could say that if you're if you're telling a bad story you're leaving parts of it out including people that you think had a bad race that you didn't agree with or bad takes you didn't agree with like you know cancel culture is a bad way to tell a story about what actually happened um and that including people that you don't necessarily agree with could could be better, but what they're doing is just forcing different skin colors into roles and sexes into roles. I don't think that's necessarily indicates good storytelling. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And the other thing is like, okay, so so what if you sector them off, right? Like, does the inclusion, does the uh, exclusion of one in a story necessarily make that story bad? No, because you that's you ascribing motive and intent to whatever the reason was for not including. But also, just because you cast three people that look a certain way doesn't mean that you excluded everyone exactly. else. Yeah, that's exactly. not the way to think that about was, it. I was trying to like put into my head like what I meant by that earlier people will argue that though which is really frustrating because like you have to pick and choose when you're casting a movie you can't cast everybody in the role unfortunately you know it'd be interesting maybe with artificial intelligence you will be able to one day (laughs) I'd like to see Tom Cruise play you know the lead character in Gladiator and then all of a sudden it's Tom you know that oh that's that's coming by the way yeah Yeah, like the one day like Mary well like what is a movie you really really love uh it's hard to think of it off the top. Of my head. Base. Why would you ask me a question I like hate that? that too. That's I, that, why you're that based, was, dude. That was awful. Brett. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Okay. What are your top three movies? That, that's awful. We I, can't I, do don't that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Um, okay. Uh, the other night, uh, I was watching. I watched Collateral. Like, what if you put somebody other than Tom Cruise in that role, or other than Jamie Foxx in the other role in that movie? Who would be a cool actor to see play one of those roles? Because that's like a a very unique. Uh, movie where Tom Cruise is a villain, so I don't want to see him different. But maybe somebody different than Jamie Foxx. Maybe you put Idris Elba in the in the role of the cab driver rather than uh, rather than Jamie Foxx. That like, would be scary. AI, put twenty pounds of muscle on Jamie Foxx, <laughs> and then he gets a little bit stronger. You're like, make him a little worse actor in this movie, that, and then he gets a little also... cheesier. You have to see the trailer for Creed Three. Jonathan Majors is like, oh, you saw it last night. He's just yoked like he's enormous like it's like the idea that you would be that big after like i guess yeah because his whole body is that big but in prison isn't it like you just your upper body gets really big because of uh, the way working out uh, works in jail but like yeah he's like even for like he's not prison big he's just like steroids and really good hollywood diet and everything big but, yeah. yeah um as for like replacing characters with uh, with AI to be another actor, yeah. I think that would also just infringe on the rights of the person who originally played it and yeah. the person replacing them because you didn't consent to reading those lines, taking that role. Yeah, it goes against your artistic principles, possibly. Especially now, when like you're supposed to like your art is supposed to align with how you see the world. Right. Now, it it's, seems it, like it seems like another Napster situation on the horizon with Metallica, where they oh. were like, you can't share our music, but like the technology is available yeah. so that I can see anybody play any role. But they're gonna the artists are gonna try and some artists, some popular one will be like, no, no, yeah, and you can't you know, like, un- dude, you can't uncreate the, it. The kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Here's a statement that was kind of out of character for Bob Iger. He said, "When you tell stories, there's a 
delicate balance, you're talking to an audience, but it's also important to listen. It's important to have respect for the people that you're serving and not have disdain for them. <laughs> which, to which he I is say, taking one from the playbook of yeah, The Rock yeah. here. Like, just because people are criticizing you for having a disdain yeah. for the audience, you're going to say, you're going to pay lip service to respecting the audience, but in practice, you'll do the opposite. To be fair, I think of that, like, when I think of Disney and doing that, I think of Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm. I don't think of Iger the same way I think of Kathleen Kennedy, who has uh, hired people that are openly antagonistic uh, of the fans and seem to, to live to hate the fans. Now, you could also say that the same thing happens when Chris Evans gets hired to play Buzz Lightyear and then uh, talks bad about the fans. All of these actors seem to have a certain level of disdain for the fans. And I, and I also understand that, like, look, a lot of times these people, we do know that reporters drum up these questions that are designed to make actors say things that sound awful, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not absolving them uh, of that responsibility, but for Bob Iger to say this, he's going to have to make some changes in house. I don't know how much control he has over granted that Lucasfilm is under their umbrella, but Kathleen Kennedy has a, a very very clear and distinct disdain for the people that built uh, Star Wars into the franchise. That's horrible. Why? Uh, she's a protege of Lucas too. I, because she's an uber feminist. She's a, uh, and they wanted to change star Wars from what it was at its core values, which is like a lot of it is like, yes, princess Leia was an extremely strong female character, but what strong female character was in the seventies and the eighties is not the same thing as to what a strong female character is supposed to be in Hollywood today, which is essentially just uh, a version of a man that you're not allowed to make as a story. Anymore. That's one, one version of it is like a yeah. woman fighter, like Ronda Rousey, yeah. but another version is a woman that is to tell their kid you know you're not getting dinner tonight because you <laughs> you kicked that guy and i told you if you kick guys again you're not gonna get dinner they and want then the they punish of, the kid you know you, you hold the kid's feet to the fire that's that's a powerful woman they want the ronda rousey version of it but not in any way that actually makes sense uh and also with that the funny thing is is like for her it's like uh, all these companies is ever seen like like they're constantly trying to rebuild the wheel like reinvent the wheel like you have these built-in brands that could be fantastically financially beneficial for all of you but you spend all your time insulting people and then having mm-hmm. to have bob Iger come back later and pretend like he cares about your feelings as for kathleen kennedy's mm-hmm. reputation it reminds me of this comment i saw under the indiana jones trailer that just came out It said, I'm shocked. Did Kathleen Kennedy once again insert herself into the plot with another brunette female lead who acts and thinks like her by replacing the male lead with basically herself? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's just all uh, about retribution. I I want to clarify, maybe maybe keeping kids away from dinner is a little extreme. (laughs) Maybe. But no dessert. Yeah. No No dessert and ground them from electronics. Uh, Also, or I think like we watched, we watched violent night last night, which we're going to, we're going to be reviewing after this uh, episode today. Uh, We're going to be putting that up on timcast.com. And I loved it. Sans one character who is the most worthless person ever. And it's a very predictable person. We'll we'll get into it in the review. Members only content. We're trying to populate yeah. that. But anyway, as for the um, the don't say gay controversy and Bob Iger's comments on it, I think this should confirm to everyone who may have deluded themselves to think that J- Bob Chapek's replacement was a rebuke of woke leadership. No. This better be a wake-up call for yeah. you that Bob Iger is even worse he, in that respect. He is the woke leadership. Yeah. It's time for, like... Uh, like, there was no change in ethic at the top. Like, no. this is this is what it is. This it's is the structure. Kind of like when Twitter brought Dorsey back. Remember, yeah. he, they had him, he left, they had a new CEO, things started to fall apart, then they were like, oh, we're desperate, get the old guy back that we 
we know wasn't the worst thing in the world mm-hmm. and they're doing the same thing. That is weird. Like, is that is I wonder if that's how common that is throughout history for like a CEO to come back a second Steve time. Jobs came back Did at he? Apple. Yeah, okay. at one point they brought right. him back. Like, is that like you'd think that if anything, that would signal to investors panic. More than yeah, anything, at this but point, and Disney shares are plummeting in yep. value uh, on like a decade precedent. But it always it's very easy to get discouraged because it feels like no matter how much they plummet, it never does anything. They, yeah. they just they they continue to amass resources, especially if we keep buying tickets it, to see their movie. We, we are the no, problem. I'm I'm sorry, we're we are not the problem. Yep. But anyway, uh, there's a, this other controversy now because people think Bob Iger is here to ruin Marvel. Even worse than it was already by uh, making sure that Daredevil Born Again, Uh, the reboot that deviates from the Netflix iteration, will not get a mature rating and it will be a continuation of the goofy Marvel trope. (sighs) And you have, I I have this idea in my head of like Bob Iger watching She-Hulk and just like laughing his ass off and uh, watching that scene where where Tatiana Maslany is is twerking with Megan the Stallion and he's just like uh, I love that. I don't so think he's it, like let's make Daredevil born again just like She-Hulk. Is I, it a religious thing born again? It's just it's that's part what of the, I thought. I thought because Daredevil's character has a religious theme to it that the born again title would imply a continuation of that that topic but there is a I don't very know complex storyline with between him uh kingpin karen page in that uh, in that arc of the comics that is not designed to be goofy and funny so unless no marvel it, comics no, were they uh, were never funny i mean not really they were always no. dra- drama it's always oh, yeah. based drama like and then the movies became funny. It's this very is about weird. like when you put it on screen, you have to make something for both the children yes. and the adults. And when in reality, you'd be more successful targeting one specific age demographic look, with a uh, with a series like this. And I'm, there needs to be something for adults in Marvel, right? Well, no, because they've infantilized the adults so much that they'll just take the same thing that the kids watch. Anyways, True. The Daredevil series on Netflix is perhaps one of the best ventures that's ever come out of comic book movies and television and it's one of those things that should have just been left alone we had misreported not misreported before but like they had basically said that they thought that um deborah ann wool who pa- played karen page was supposed to come back for the series now she's saying that there is no such talks in place that they do that if i have to watch the show how much of it is going to be just just because you've got back vincent d'onofrio as kingpin mm-hmm. he's not the same kingpin that was in Daredevil because he was played for goof uh, as a goof in Hawkeye. So it's not the same Kingpin. It's not the same Daredevil. It's not the same thing as Netflix Daredevil. They're and also going to be co-leads. Yes. In and this, it's, so it's a mistake. Daredevil it's, gets less screen time naturally. I should also point out, I don't want to speak for all comics about them not being funny. Cause I used to read like in the nineties, they weren't very funny. It was X-Men, X-Force, yeah. New Mutants, you know, well, they're not funny now, but the problem is they're trying image to comics. They were never, they were every once in a while you'd have like a funny scene where like the guy has big eyes, but it was not to get a laugh. They were to get people excited about action and drama yeah. and emotions. And, they, and well, they don't do that anymore. Now it's about, it's about making it about, um, characters are, they're just, they're either gay eating uh, eating at diners or talking about things that have nothing to do with saving the world or doing anything awesome. Eating at diners. Yeah, it's, there's nothing, Is that a thing? It's the, it's they love uh, basically what they want. They want it to be Sex in the City, but with right, superheroes right. because they're not actually fans of the medium or of action. I, so I remember like, diner scenes in Hawkeye. 
Is yeah. it they'll but go like, out and the- I, from over I, like watching it while my younger brother was watching it, it was just like, why are they always eating in diapers? Which is why when it, when we were reviewing it, I'm going along like they're doing it now. They're not just doing it in the comics; <laughs> they're doing it in the ah. shows now. It's because, well, part of it's also because they have to cut these budgets down. Severely. Yeah, right. It's like so a they, local diner in LA. They can't. Yeah, they can't. They can't have uh, nothing but action scenes or great drama. They have to fill it with. Food humor. Dude, Nobody did. likes food humor. Not in, you in comics, you never see the heroes eating. That's there were so also ridiculous. diner scenes in, now that I think about it, in Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Dude, okay. This is bizarre. There, there is a place in media for slice of life stories, but it doesn't belong in this medium. The problem is everything has to be made for women now. Women love slice of life stories. Men want to see <laughs> ripped superheroes and hot women superheroes uh, fighting each other. They don't want to watch you talk about food. You get the occasional scene with like Cyclops in the shower and you just see his yeah. upper body and then like Jean Grey sees or, or a female sees him and you're like, whoa, they're about to create a whole relationship arc. That's what that indicates. But it's not, yeah. you don't like spend it, you know, 20 minutes of but, a shower scene or anything like that. But even that is more intimate and detailed than just eating food. Yeah. Come on. Like, so it's like, but we're going more towards that. Like Bob, the Bob Iger, first of all, I don't think that matters because Kevin Feige is plenty woke on his own. Mm-hmm. Like they don't need, they don't, they don't need, need Bob Iger to ruin uh, Disney, uh, to ruin Marvel. Phase four has proven that they've already uh, ruined that in, in and of itself. Somebody pointed out, they said they just ended a phase not on an Avengers movie. They're fully leaning into the meaninglessness of phase four. Like yeah. I saw this article titled, Phase four of Marvel doesn't have any point to it. And that's okay. It doesn't need one. Yep. Like, it's so I, stupid. <laughs> they're just out here saying the quiet part out loud. Let's go to Super Let's Chats, though. Waffle Sensei said, yeah, I'm sure Ye is going to learn his lesson now that he's banned. I'm sure he will turn away from the idea that they're after him now, for sure. Well, this is, like, this is, this is where it gets hard, right? It's very easy to stand up for free speech when the people are just being ridiculous and saying stuff that's just stupid. But when it's something that actually makes you have to stand up for something that's a little bit harder to take, right? Like, I don't agree with anything that dude is saying but i don't think that you know silencing him is going to make his mental health any better i don't think it's going to make his ideas go away because he will just you know these people just get pushed underground and then they become more radical and more over the top because they feel like they're being censored and not being heard one thing that i did take away from uh his appearance on irl is he feels as if he is being targeted by very very powerful people and that everybody is out to silence him and the doing this isn't going to help. Mm-hmm. So. Caper2x said, marry a big difference between free speech and mental illness. And you don't need too much to incite anti-Semite violence in the fringe. Go Elon. Yikes, Caper2x. Bad take. Semite, by the way. Do you know what the definition of Semite is? Is anyone from the ancient uh, Mediterranean? So like Akkadians, Arabs. Uh, Hebrews, all of them are Semites. So if you have some sort of issue with Muslims, you're an anti-Semite. I mean, but also it's like it's look. This is a cringe take, Caper Two X. I'm th- like free. Sp- there, I didn't even like conflate free speech with mental illness in the first place, and we don't know anything about what is going on behind the scenes with Ye. So. And that also, if he's mentally ill or hateful or whatever you think he is, that still doesn't infringe upon his right to express himself. I do believe that he's right now saying extremely hateful things. I, I okay. believe that he's saying... There are also a ton saying, of other people yeah, on Twitter say, saying, saying hateful yeah, things. No, absolutely. But the, the problem is, is like, is that causing violence? 
Yeah, exactly. No, no, it's not. No, yeah. violence is when you break things, when you destroy things, when you hit things, uh, or when you tell people to do it at a place at a time. Those are imminent calls to violence. I mean, you can always do a general vague call to violence, which is legal. And he's saying, in the uh, like, States. that's the thing. We need to be understand that you don't like what he's saying. I, I find what he's saying absolutely repugnant, but I'm not here to to tell anyone what they can or can't In no say. way did I come to the defense yeah. of anything yeah. Ye is, has said on yeah. Alex Jones or on Twitter. Wayward Soul said, not surprised Ye praised Owen Benjamin too. I remember, I, I, this is such a weird story. Like I was at a gas station once. This is like like 2018 and somebody okay. was just like starts talking about how much they love Owen Benjamin. And I was like. In what? 2018 at a gas at station. At a gas station. And they were just talking about how much they love Owen Benjamin. And I'm like, okay. It's kind of bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Derp said, yay, yay, go away. Too much drama for you to stay beautiful i mean maybe the best thing here is is not to silence him but for someone to help him to like guide him to understand like maybe you need to not talk right now and readjust your life priorities and figure out what you're thinking in a more coherent manner so that you can figure it out and better present your ideas whatever they are to the public uh, and get some help yeah i went through some a similar experience where i felt very blackpilled in 20, 2009 10 when i was like well the world's over i guess the international banking cartel is running everything that's that and uh, i started saying things i didn't believe for effect and i think maybe Ye is doing that a little bit like he's pushing yeah. it and he's pushing it to the place where words are coming out a little extreme like i like when he's saying i like hitler according to kanye is saying i like hitler Don't uh, that's that. different than saying there is good in the there was good in the man like you can say there there is good in everyone even the evil people that society's demonized there is some good in them that's different than propping someone up on a pedestal and uh i would hate to see I, when i went down that road i started to alienate people upset people um, it, I didn't feel good about myself because I knew deep down I didn't truly believe what I was saying. And, and uh, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe it can help or that can help mm -hmm. people from making that same. If it's a mistake, a yeah. mistake. I prefer Rumble said, has anyone considered Ye is his alter ego and he'll just change his name back and go <laughs> on a redemption tour in media? Perhaps Ye is taking blows for him. Oh, my God. That, that would be, would be an extremely 4D chess move like, for like Kanye. One I'm, day I'm he not just, sure. Kanye West is back. That is that is crazy. Is there a plan all along? Yep. Sketch Therapy said Kanye is sabotaging centrist and conservative platforms. Kanye is being bombastic to hide China news and FTX news. Kanye is a on a CIA or no, is a CIA gimp on tour. I don't care if you don't agree, Ian. I love you, Ian. Also, he also said Ian projects his good intentions on dumb and bad people. Sometimes, and he yeah, also probably. said Kim is a corn star. Why do you pretend she isn't evil? Um, I don't know, Kim. I mean, Bre Brett and I certainly believe I, that I, Kim is is evil, but that's not to say that she shouldn't be with the father of her children. There is a strong, I mean, there is definitely a, like room to make the argument that like we are getting very distracted right now, given that everything that came out with FTX and the it's government, nuts. everything going on, like at first they're like, maybe we can distract him with Taylor Swift ticket debacle. They're like, nope, it's not strong enough. Kanye, time I, for you to I do your thing. If, I don't think it's curated that intentionally uh, as like in Kanye's, like I don't think Kanye's 
yeah. spotlight right now was like planned to distract from FTX, but in effect, it is distracting from FTX. I think it's a huge deal what Kanye just went through the last three weeks or four weeks because if someone, if the bank can tell an American citizen you're done and they take, they close your account, you have no more. Did he lose his money? They yeah. freeze his money? Is yeah. that it? Like he just no longer has access to his bank of, or his uh, JP Morgan money? That's crazy. The well, banks, also, our government should be protecting us from banks being able to do that to us. Yeah. He also, I mean, he also, he said that they want to put him in jail. Like, yeah, well, they, they're trying to hit him with a tax bill yeah. and, the, that, and something that maybe he won't be able to pay so that they land him in jail, I think, is what his fear is. Brewmaster Monk said, Ye needs to speak with Adam Green and... I don't know how to pronounce that Bjerkness? other one. I, don't know. I, I, I have no idea who those people are. Sorry. Satoshi Guacamodo <laughs> Guacamodo said, Ye's always been consistent with his message of love for everyone. His song, Jesus Walks, says to the hustlers, killers, murderers, drug dealers, even the strippers, Jesus walks with them. Ye is too based for people to comprehend. The uh, it, Look, I still... I've actually been... This is... I. I've been listening to more Kanye than usual lately, like just because like the controversy is so strange uh, and so obscure and watching it happen is kind of like watching a car crash happen in real time. And I can hate the, you know, the things a person is saying, disagree with them, but not want them banned and still appreciate the art that they make. And a lot of those albums, I've talked a lot about, uh, you know, late registration, uh, college dropout. Those albums were art. All of that was art in the music he's made. Uh, a big thing that I used to point out a long years before any of this came, I was like, it felt to me that he was so ingrained in the industry that he was allowed to make music with a message in an industry that actively discourages music with positive messages. That was one of the things I wanted to ask him about. Like, do they not promote that type of music because it doesn't sell or does it not sell because they don't promote it? Why does it feel like he has found this, he's cracked this code to be able to talk about things with substance in an industry that seems almost anti-substance it's not even anti-substance but like if you're kendrick lamar and you're making fake deep lyrics about society yeah well then they'll promote you but if you're kanye with a more positive outlook and you're in your lyrics i like j cole like that's there are artists that i like but i'm saying but maybe just because his was more impactful to me but you're right yeah it's it's not fair to say that there aren't people that try but they try and fail yeah like uh, it's yeah i'm starting to think part of me is like it's because the people that are doing that are godless and kanye is bringing trying to make them face themselves through god but i'm like i gotta be careful i don't go down that path where i start accusing people of being godless and god this and yeah. that. Yep. I don't know why they're doing it. Maybe it's money thing. Maybe they're afraid that he's going to expose the business. I felt like I got a lot of that in Hollywood. When We're I was definitely going to need to go to the next topic. But uh, last one, Sketch Therapy said, Soap Opera feels praise. A corn star, get over yourselves. I don't know what that means grammatically even. Uh, I, I, and I don't think that we praised Kim, if that's what you're implying. I have always said that, look, I am the Kim Kardashian uh, uh, image. Like, I am very, I, I find her very attractive, but I think that she's a Borg. You don't think she's a good person. But, but I think that she's a Borg, yeah. like, uh, she is too polished and too uh, worried about image that I do think that there's, if not evil, it's so calculated and planned, everything she does, that I would never see her as a genuine person because who she is as a public figure would never allow me to to see that I understand that but it doesn't mean that I think you have good intentions I can't yeah. know those intentions I just know how it looks so let's move on all right guys 
So uh, we we uh, next Ben Affleck. Now again, I want to point out that this we are not fake news here, guys. We are not fake news, though the headline may make it seem that way. So Ben Affleck slams Netflix assembly line, vows quality films for his studio. And Ian, I wanted to talk with you about this specifically because we have uh, since since. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Um, so, like, you've been very involved even more recently with, like, a lot of the Cast Castle stuff. And what I've uh, noticed is that, look, any type of undertaking in which you are making art is an extremely difficult, time-consuming process. And I, when it involves multiple people, you know what I mean? Like, when you yeah. have to collaborate with a, a whole host of other people to make something that is subjective in nature and artistic, that is a, a monumental process doing yeah. it well is almost a miracle it takes a huge amount of patience as an artist yeah. as an actor especially as a talent uh part of the process because you go in you blast out all your emotions everything and then you want to see the final i want to see the final product but you got to wait and sometimes you got to wait two years yeah and you just got to put it on your mind and stay calm when you know like this is the biggest thing or this is going to change everything for me and you just got to stay calm and let the process work itself out because there's a lot of people doing a lot of things that you're not going to be a part of. And, and the problem they have with it, what Ben Affleck has with it here is that when you're Netflix and you're basically, you're not a, you're not a movie studio, you're a content creation studio now, the, there's a lot less ability to focus on uh, quality because quantity is king when you're making 50 movies a year. And let's face it, there's been what? We've had Stranger Things was a phenomenon. Wednesday Adams recently is a phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Dahmer is a phenomenon. But that's three projects amongst 500 million projects that like what? I, I heard Troll was good uh, recently. Uh, that, like, yeah, so we, get, we wanted to review that but didn't because subtitles. You, you, <laughs> get, you get five to ten good projects, but you get In 60, the 70, huge sea yeah. of just crap yeah so uh in, in a world where like where what we do qu quantity makes sense we are tied to the news cycle we are entertainment but we're also tied to current events which changes so frequently that yeah. we do have to come back every day so but but when you treat actual art the, pre the the process of creating films television as a production assembly line where you're more worried about making it making it for the cheapest price possible uh and you're not really focused on whether it's good or not, mm -hmm. that is a recipe for problems. So let's just read yeah. what Ben Affleck said about Netflix at this New York Times summit. He said, if you ask uh, Reed Hastings, who is the co-CEO of Netflix, he'd say, uh, hey, we went for quantity to establish a footprint. I'm sure there's wisdom in that, and I'm sure they had a great strategy, but I would have said, how are we going to make 50 great movies? How yeah. is that possible? There's yeah. no committee big enough. There aren't enough. You just can't do it. He said uh, that it's an impossible job to be Netflix's head of original films, which is Scott Stuber, at, because it becomes what he calls an assembly line mm -hmm. process where you can't give as much attention and dedication to each project, yeah. you just have to go for quantity over quality. Imagine trying to make 50 cast castles here at the same time. But also think about this. When you see, like, whether you're a Christopher Nolan or you're a Robert Rodriguez or you're any of these filmmakers, they work with a lot of the same people, whether it's the same actors, the same production designer, the sa they work the same cinematographers. They have teams that they worked in. Not always the same exact team from project to project, but they have people that they highly trust to take on very specific critical roles in getting their vision from paper to storyboard to 
you know, to screen, I guess in this case, digital, and then onto your screens. There's a lot of steps in there. It's not just your direction. It's not just the acting. Editing is a huge part of this. The production line, there has to be a dude who makes all the right decisions behind the scenes to make sure that everybody shows up on time that day, that all the supplies are there. It is a daunting process and trying to do that amongst that many properties is a recipe for not just yeah. conformity, but blandness. But some people are pointing out that they think Ben Affleck is hypocritical <laughs> for calling this the assembly line process when he was previously a part of it well, including his appearance in triple frontier, frontier yeah. that's fair enough that yeah. you know that's how you found out that it's like that but here's this comment that is calling him out it says i like affleck overall passable actor but i can't help but laugh at some of this He's slamming the assembly line of Netflix movies when he was a part of it. He's talking about making more important and interesting movies. And the first one out the gate is about a Nike shoe deal with Michael Jordan. And to top it off, he does that thing so many do as they get as they uh, get aged and talk about the darn kids today who just can't do it like they did in his day. Oh, Ben, you officially reached old age. I don't know if the movie about this this deal Nike made with uh, Michael Jordan is uninteresting. No, like they could do idea. it right, and it has a lot of big names so far, including, uh, I mean, a Affleck and Matt Damon are both in it, and they run Artists Equity yep. together. But you can't rely on just their name recognition alone to get this uh, get this production house going. Also they also have Viola Davis, Jason yeah. Bateman, Marlon Wayans. Those are big names. Those are big yeah. names that they've attracted to it. And I think that it has potential for sure. Also, they say Hail Mary effort to sign Michael Jordan. Like it's supposed to be like something where like, look, the company could go under. We need this one big thing to work it, yeah, out. Yeah, they and could the, do that, that well. Could very, that's something Hollywood could dramatize but very well. But because it doesn't have a bunch of like CGI yeah. and superhero stuff yeah. and action and explosions and car chases, they're claiming it's not interesting. Also, it's I not think, mainstream. I think they're right. I think he's right. And it's not by the fa fault of the actors, but I think he's right that there are less rising stars today because the industry is a million times less centralized than it used to be. So back kind in the... Kind of stacked against them. Yeah, like back in the 90s, 80s, you know, you had movie stars that worked with specific studios and they, you know, they became these uh, celebrities unto themselves beyond just the projects, right? Yeah. Tom Cruise rises out of that generation. Uh, all of these people now... Are part there's so much stuff getting made and so yeah. much of it is forgettable that you don't have the entire industry kind of coalescing around five to ten movies a year in which everyone knows about it because everyone in the industry is promoting that world you know the mm -hmm. those films that part of the industry and there's just it's so spread out it's so diluted that to really rise above that is kind of a miracle. Like, I think Millie Bobby Brown has done a fairly good job of making herself a bigger name than, than yeah. a lot of people. Uh, Maybe Jenna Ortega or, will. Or Finn Wolfhard. Has, like, yeah. uh, granted, He's he now plays, in an like, A24 the, film. He plays, like, the same character. But they're not Tom Cruise. They're not these people. But it's going to take no. years to figure out if they get I mean, them. the truth is, like, the older stars will need to die to create the yeah. gap for the new ones to come in. Yeah. But they're going to be using Tom Cruise's face. On, yeah, by AI. then, it's like, where yeah. will the industry be? Yeah. Will there be any legal precedents preventing them from stealing the image of a dead star i i don't know they'll try they'll be. make legal but they won't be able to stop the tech like the tech's gonna exist yeah. people will be watching whoever they want play whatever role what it used to be in the entertainment industry is you'd have to hope you got picked you'd go out there and you'd work your ass off and 
then send all your pictures, meet all these people, become friends, and then someone eventually you'd either collab one night with somebody who knows somebody who knows the director, yeah. or they'd call you and they'd invite you in, which is more rare. Now, uh, people are still waiting to get picked. It's very sad, almost pathetic, because the real industry is in you. It's in your house with your camera and your friends. You can make a movie. And it's the people on the ground that are talented and that want it and that are willing to learn how to do it and to get the lighting right and the sound yeah. and the camera angles. And you do just do it. And then that thing takes off. It's kind of yeah. like Goodwill Hunting, man. Those guys just wrote that and made it. Oh, you mean Ben Affleck and Matt Damon? Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Go figure, huh? And they got a great uh, star attached to it because yeah. it was such a good script and they're such good actors. Particularly Matt. Matt, yeah. you are a phenomenal actor. I actually was, uh, I meant to start rewatching the Bourne franchise last weekend and then get around to it. He's so I'm good. Really, Matt is yeah. such a good um, actor. God, I uh, love uh, him. Another thing about guy. that is like, for for this, me and Dane were talking earlier about the, the collapse of the central narrative of the world, meaning like, I, I don't think things like people always expect the world to go back to the way it was, but because of the invent, the advent of the internet, we will never be in a world again where there is a central narrative that everyone follows. I was watching old videos of the um, when Kirby Puckett retired, the baseball player Kirby Puckett played for the Minnesota Twins, and they had a video uh, in the, in his farewell package where the whole Twins team from, I must have been the 91 World Series or 87 World Series, where the whole team is behind uh, George H.W. Bush at the at the White House, right? And you know, there wasn't like a bunch of people like I'm a Democrat and I'm a Republican. Like, that, like nowadays, it will just be polarized forever mm -hmm. because of the internet and how divided everyone is. And this is what I mean by like the actors will never, we will never have a coalesced industry of people that all seem to agree we're going just this direction. We will follow. We will make just these movies. These are our stars. That won't be a thing anymore because the content is so diluted. Maybe that's a good thing. People have uh, in a democratized. Version version of that it doesn't have to just be netflix or amazon prime or hulu it can be uh joe schmo 32 in his basement it should be his own movie it should be lots of different production yeah. small production companies working together because like you were saying earlier with netflix they don't have the ability to police all these different projects and mm -hmm. say is this good is this good is this good they're just like stamping on it and like yeah you need like such finely tuned crafted attention given to your project you need to sit there with the editor and talk about what's coming next and like really become a part of it you know yeah. you need to live and breathe that thing and it's like i watch like what what you guys create here and like that's our own thing that's the the company's own thing and everyone can be doing that i think of a lot of amazingly successful youtubers who have done their own content creation over the years making short films movies uh and uh, a part of it is also the industry look there's movies that just don't get made because hollywood doesn't want them made i mentioned a movie called sound of freedom earlier which i still want to see and somebody in the chat had said that they had seen it and said it was a really good movie and it's about it's about a uh like an uh a government agent who was involved in like working on the human trafficking crisis here in in the united states and the movie just could never find financing because the you know hollywood is very very touchy when it comes to anything to do with human trafficking it was a, it was a jim caviezel movie and he's uh, he's another one who's been persona non grata in in hollywood for a long time so the more that we separate ourselves from the two to five big corporations that fund everything yes there will be less big name movie stars, but maybe do we even want that anymore anyways? Maybe we want to find the movie stars and the actors in the productions that speak to us and we can just do that. Yeah, I think people yeah. deep down want to be the movie star. And if we could create technology where it allows you to experience that, that's probably the future of entertainment. Is that what you want, Mary? Do you or want to be the movie star? To put on a VR headset yep. and watch myself play <laughs> my favorite character? I'd rather not. What, no. if you, what if you were just in the movie 
first person as if the movie was going on around you and you were able to interact with the characters? Well, I mean, we have VR video games. Yeah. Like, that's a thing. It's not a movie, but... You could compare it to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're blending the two. Well, I don't know. Well, I think love... the splintering yeah. and people, you know, finding their niche in entertainment in in the industry is what's needed to take down or at least compete with the big studios. Maybe if we could all do that and find our niches, find the things we like, but then not sit around and like uh, and then call other niches evil for doing what they're doing. Like, like Great American Family, for yeah. instance. Do your own thing. Like they, they do their own thing like they were told to do and then they are trashed for it. Rather than different groups kind of like infecting groups that ha- that, that uh, believe nothing of what they were promoting and then ideologically change these companies and then get mad when you're like, look, this isn't the thing I loved mm-hmm. 10 years ago. This isn't the thing I loved 20 years ago. And then they're like, well, why don't you love it now? What are you, like, you a bigot? No, it's just not the thing that I remember it being. Does that, I mean, that happens in video games too, right? Like uh, games change as production companies change. I remember a lot of people, like, I was looking at the, they were talking about um, The Last of Us Part 2 recently because they, you know, there's news coming up about the release of that of that show. And they were talking about how the second game was so vast, like drastically different than the first game that it can't help but feel as if different people were involved, even if it's the same production, yep. even if it's still Naughty Dog and it's still Neil Druckmann. I thought the Fallout 4 was really poorly written. The, the plot was like, I got to find my son. It's real cheap. Like, and it's just po- like so emotionally vapid. You don't even know who the son or care who the son is in the movie. That's always a problem, too. Like, uh, that, that's kind of what I'm speaking. Like, it's insane how much work goes into making art work what, on something like this. You can do everything right, miss one, miss one thing, and everything falls apart. Right. Yeah, the gameplay of Fallout Four is phenomenal compared to Fallout Three. The gunplay and all that, but the storyline is butt. Like the Fallout Two is awesome. Your your vault's about to Fallout One about to run out of water, and you got to go out into the wasteland and find a wa- a chip for your computer to get water running again. Like that's what Fallout was all about. Yeah. This whole emotional crap. So. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want that emotional. I, crap. I don't hate Fallout, but I can definitely criticize Fallout Four and the, the direction that Bethesda took that game. Yep. Let's go to super right, chats. Let's do it. AK Storm Forty Nine said Elon is trying to appease the center eighty percent of Twitter. What direction does he think Twitter leans versus the country? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, plus, it's, like, it's what, not showing uh, that he's attuned to the climate right now. Well, also, like, what what percentage of the country is even on Twitter? Like, that's that's what two, I always come back one, to. Like, two, one, yeah, very well. few. Like, what, how many members does like? And I then of, of the percentage of people that have accounts, how many of them use them? Yeah, one percent of the people who have accounts. Yep. So I mean, that's like still thirty million. That'd be thirty million Americans. One percent is that how many? How many users does Twitter have? Thirty million would be like about. Uh, under ten percent. I remember being shocked. Like it said, like Twitter had like nine million active users or something like that. Yeah. It that sounds That's reasonable. It. That's insane. Yeah, and think then about, how many of them are bots? Think and think about how much of our work comes from like this person said this to this person on Twitter. Apparently, the United States has seventy-seven million users oh okay on, okay on twitter that's a lot that's that's but how many of them are bots and how many of the users yeah. actually regularly open the app yeah. and tweet on it daily active user that's dau there's monthly active user they're yeah. probably calculating daily active user could be weekly i don't know how they calculate the number in a, in we definitely overestimate its relevance to ordinary people. It's why the journalists were so mad when Elon bought it because that was that was their cesspool. This is our the club. Last, they're, yeah, they're like they, as like, Whoopi Goldberg said, their turf. 
they want you they to control leave <laughs> and they love it they they love their they love their their private group chats where they can talk crap about people they and they they really do think of themselves as tastemakers that look down on the on the plebs it's kind of a good wake up call for people that i haven't been communicating with to realize you don't want one guy controlling social media like i think that's something most everybody can agree with i don't know mary you want just you want to be the good was a good little consumer where one company owns yeah i mean all of the streaming <laughs> all services all of the social media platforms it could be worse than elon musk if you I'll let you edit all my favorite shows as long as I don't have to open another app to, to find it. <laughs> Caper2x said, Ian, marry your girl and have kids standard base. Well, I think that's what he means is like based. Oh, getting married, having kids. I don't know about marriage. I think about that a lot. It's kind of a business contract. And like the, the main reason for marriage is to obviously protect the kids' finances but and the, and the, the, the parents' finances. Um, but I just look at it as like a, when it's time to, if I want to give my wife more than $13,000 a year, it's going to get taxed unless I get married to her. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Mary gave us uh, one ninety nine without a message. Thank you, Mary. That wasn't me. That was a different thank Mary. You. Thank you. Potatoes for Seamus said, hi, Ian. I could use some of your good vibes my way. Glad to see you on today. Hope to see you on IRL tonight. Brett, you are very based as well. <laughs> Mary, hi. So I am the... He I'm, picks who to snub each day, yes. you know? There's always like, you can only like like two of the people at yes. a time. And the third person has to just kind of be He's triangulating us. <laughs> D-Low53 said, Brett, base, Ian, 20, Mary, super base. <laughs> Is that like, uh, was that Nicki Minaj who sang super base? Well, that? base with... Yeah. Two S's, yeah. yeah. What if we start tw the 20 symbol? People start holding up the peace sign in the fist, and that's, that indicates a two and a zero for 20. Rolling 20. Yeah, rolling rolling 20s. 20s. Marcos said, favorite Christmas songs and least favorites. I don't hate the Mariah Carey. Yeah, that's my favorite. I don't hate it either. I don't hate it either. Oh, na, 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 oh na, the na. worst <laughs> one is the one the Beatles did. Which one yeah. is that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That. What was it? I, I, the Beatles did like the worst Christmas yeah. song. I don't listen to it. I, I have one on YouTube. It's, it's uh, I, but, I recorded it just the Beatles Christmas album. Did you know they had a Christmas album? I've only heard one from them. There's a Terror Junior song called Sad Sad Girl. That's technically a Christmas song. I love it. I think it's Christmas time. Uh, maybe it's just called Christmas time is here again. By the Beatles, absolutely the worst. Look, I don't know about the best though. I worked retail or like uh, like uh, in a gas station for a lot of years, like different places like that. Even even like other jobs I've had, where you just have you're doomed to Christmas music for like an entire month and a half of your life, and it never really bothered me. Like I, but I love this time of year. Like I'm not even like I'm not a big like. Uh, not you're not a Scrooge. I'm not. A, I I love I love the holidays because I love the. Um, I love the lack of cynicism. I love people that are willing to kind of break away from society's general, what I consider to be society's general push towards a cynical nature uh, and the people that are able to get away from it uh, and kind of embrace the holidays. I wrote a Christmas song 14 years ago called A Christmas Song. It's on YouTube <laughs> if you look at oh the Crossland Christmas Song. It's, it's, I just improved it on the spot. It was good for the first half, but it needs a little bit of change, maybe some better lyrics. It was really about Jesus getting speaking the truth and then the empire torturing him to death. Wow. That is a, how long ago? I'm 14 years wow. ago. I'm so glad that we live in an environment where we can speak the truth and they don't come and kill you on the spot well, like that, they used to do. That's that so crazy. Thing. Also, maybe, okay, the, the first Christmas song I think of 
is not a Christmas song. It's a jingle. It was the, um, it was the Christmas commercial for Taco John's that they would do. Feliz Navidad. Okay. Um, I'm not going to sing it for the sake of anything, but I'm sure that it's on YouTube. You'd be able to find it. Uh, but it's it's amazing. And like literally, I can still hear it in my head to this day. Uh, they say like the first thing that disappears, like when like if you lose a loved one, is like the is like the sound of their voice. I have had many friends that I haven't seen or spoken to in years, so I probably couldn't remember the sound of their voice. But I can remember that song from that commercial, clear as day, in my head. Dash Fortune said, happy Friday. Love you guys. Ian, the only criticism I can offer is to save your forgiveness for those who ask for it. You are too quick to forgive. Agree? Disagree? Uh, For the most part, yeah. But sometimes you got to take a risk and go beyond where you think is comfortable to protect society or protect yourself through protecting society. Given how kind of awful people on Twitter are and how much people seem to hate redemption and forgiveness these days, I would always rather be more forgiving than more than less. It works both ways because what will happen is one day they'll come for you. And if you haven't established the forgiveness narrative, then there will be no forgiveness for you. So I think get started early, pay it forward. Sketch Therapy said Fuentes bots entered IRL chat one week before planned walkout. Wow, okay. I mean, still all just theories, not confirmed. That, yeah, is- was, that wasn't the vibe I got by any standard. I was there. I met everybody. Everything was on the level. I think Kanye was just had other things on his mind and yeah. didn't feel the vibe. He wanted to feel something else. BMF Nate Dog said, damn, Ian, and my back hurts. Good advice. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's like something is bigger than human going on here. Potatoes for Seamus said, Ian, do you think he needs meds or just intensive therapy? I'm not saying that medication should always be a go-to thing for anyone, but therapy can be one hell of a drug as well. Any thoughts? You can use medicine in therapy. I don't think medicine ever is the solution, but sometimes it helps you communicate like MDMA therapy for couples with PTSD and things like that. But I think ultimately it comes down to communication therapy, like with friends, just friendship sometimes is the best therapy. Being able to have a confidant, someone you can be honest with, you know, alone in your room like the two of you guys can like hash it out or you and your wife or whoever i walked the line with this one look i um i'm in recovery i went i did uh dialectic behavioral therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy when i got sober but i do believe i don't want anybody to take this the wrong way that we have a culture that fetishizes therapy and the idea as that, it's like a hobby as like yeah they're like i read a tweet the other day or actually uh somebody might have sent it to me that said like i uh i went from my therapist to his to my therapist therapist to my therapist 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 until i got to the boss therapist and i made a comment where i said look this is stupid and they're like in a society is and my friend says, in a society as broke as ours, as sick as ours right now, you're, you have a problem with the person seeking to get help? I said, that person isn't seeking to get help. They're looking for clout online by making their, uh, by making their problems seem like something funny to read. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not ad- advocate, like, that's not actively seeking to better your life when people turn therapy. Think about what we were talking about with celebrities the other day. It's like, I talked to my therapist about trolls on Twitter. They turn their therapy into part of their identity, and I don't think that that's healthy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Adam Mattis said, "Ian, what's the most base thing I could do? Me cut your hair, you damned hippie. Sorry, had to. LOL. Keep on keeping on, brother. Don't cut your hair. I almost cut it. Never cut your hair. Never change. Okay. About five years ago, Bill Ottman was like CEO of Minds. Was like, dude, just keep growing it. Cause when you when are you gonna have another chance to yeah. grow it this long? I thought, well, maybe next time after I cut it. But well, yeah. Okay. Like, do yeah. You, like, uh, <laughs> did you? Uh, who, 
what part of it is like like if your family like if a family member has hair like you're like you're gonna keep your hair is that a thing like is, is it genetic? So, is that's it what genetic they say. But your hair? maternal grandfather usually is what people say. I think it's hot showers that destroy people's <laughs> hair follicles. Like, in your dad or your parents teach you what temperatures, what you think is normal, but scalding <laughs> hot water on your hair follicles <laughs> yeah. will burn them up Makes True. and strip the oil. True. Uh, Adrian. 8181 said, just want to say I'm thankful that you guys introduced me to the wonderful acronym AWFUL. Yes, affluent white female liberals. They are awfuls. BMF Nate Dog said, Brett said government, or no, governor of the state of Florida. So seductively. <laughs> well, I didn't perceive it as seductive, but well, if you, you know, did, that's kind of sussy. You just, uh, you just, you see, you hear Ron DeSantis and you just get uh, flutters inside, apparently. Rhonda. <laughs> I used to think or he's was, like a wet sponge. I thought his name was Rhonda Santos. I get a huge, Rhonda Santos. Who's this Rhonda guy? I get a huge kick out of like how stoic he is amongst like all of these absolutely insane people in the world of politics and culture. Yeah, I don't think I he will get more credit in the future. But what a what a time like for him to stand up to the vaccination forced vax or I don't they weren't forced, but the uh, vaccination policies that he stood up to I thought was really impressive as a politician. I like it. I like. It. What did I say to earlier? He's like Dan Crenshaw, but awesome without because he he's I think he was a Navy SEAL. He was a he was a Navy SEAL know. and a lawyer. It's like so he's like Dan Crenshaw, but less in favor of war, no eye patch. And DeSantis was a SEAL. I believe he was a Navy SEAL. I thought uh, he was naval intelligence. Or, so uh, okay, maybe he worked for JSOC. Oh. Um, Wyatt Caldenberg said Zemin. Is that how you say it? Was a mass murderer who helped enslave Chinese people, persecuted religious communities killed gays or as NPR put it China's ex-leader Zemin and in Jiang Zemin an influential reformer has died at 96 do you remember when they when they called um al-Baghdadi uh, an austere religious scholar vaguely yeah uh, in the Washington oh, Post oh yeah I do I do vaguely remember that that was uh, that was a, a hilarious uh like mask off they just they just can't they just can't. Conver uh, confirmation on DeSantis. He was not a SEAL, but he deployed in Iraq as legal counsel to a SEAL commander. Oh, very interesting. Okay. In 2007. Clint said, Ian Danielle D'Souza, uh, I don't, is that her other last name? Gill did yes, a great yeah. show about the book of Revelation and today's issues on the Dinesh D'Souza, D'Souza podcast today. Definitely worth a listen. She's great. I highly recommend Danielle D'Souza. She was on the Gil. show, right? Yeah, she was yeah. on IRL about a month ago or something like that. Thanks for the shout out. So many people come through that I forget sometimes who's been here and who hasn't. Mm -hmm. I love all those portraits that yeah. Jessica does because I Helps remember when I walk up the steps, I get to look at everybody's face. Joshua029 said, free the code. Yeah, I'm not sure what that go. means. Uh, Ian, it means when a mean? social network becomes so affluent that it is now part of the commons that the commons must take control oh, of the software code. Okay. Let's read one more and then we will uh, do the net and then move on and then we will come back. Okay. Waffles They Sensei said, what did you guys think of the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 trailer? The first two movies are my favorite films and I feel like I've been beaten over the head so many times. I know it's going to be bad. Just, uh, yeah, the comments on that trailer were just all sycophants talking about, you know, already expecting the merch that they're going to make based on this movie rather than hoping for it to actually be a good story. And they're they're saying this is the first Marvel project they've been excited for since like Endgame or 
so uh, weird like which since one whatever randomly... whatever one they randomly close their eyes and pick yeah uh, like there's never any actual one that stands <laughs> or like out they, so much. they're saying this brought me yeah. to tears like i'm sorry if the guardians of the galaxy 3 trailer brought you to tears uh, unironically go to therapy <laughs> well look here then, then what it'll do is i'm just going to cover this real quick because okay. we were in a full topic for this so i, I just wanted to address like i watched the the trailer for beast wars uh, the trailer, or I'm sorry, Rise of the Beasts, not Beast Wars. Rise of the Beasts, the trailer for uh, for the new Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny, and I mm-hmm. he- I felt the same way. I don't give a, I, I don't really care about the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, but what I want to talk about is fake, uh, fake scale, fake grandiosity, and manufactured emotions, which is what I got from the Indiana Jones trailer. Well, the on the D- Indiana Jones trailer, they're all noted, like bemoaning the possible girl bossification Look, of the Indi- Indiana Jones franchise. And it will likely be exactly that. But I thought the de-aging was cool, but it was the, the way the trailer was designed is designed to make make uh, this grand, make the, uh, the movie seem grand in scale, even though it's literally all almost all CGI Crystal environments. Crystal Skulls did that too. I saw him yeah. swinging through the forest with a bunch of CGI monkeys. Yeah. Swinging after him. Dude, Harrison Ford used to be so confident. That's what made those movies great in the early 80s and mid late 80s. Uh, favorite movie of all time, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark when I was a kid. My dad loved it. I loved it. Indiana Jones is my hero. But then Harrison dipped out for 20 years, yeah. lost confidence, probably drank too much, got real frail, and now they're trying to keep the franchise no, alive yeah. by putting this old guy in this young guy role. There's he's a young adventurer that can swing on ropes. There's miserable. this scene where in, in the trailer where he's cracking his whip on a table and then someone commented, that scene made it look like he used all of his energy <laughs> to do that um I, I will say that i the the rise of the beast trailer it's like look i love the transformers movies they are not good movies i understand that wholeheartedly but i enjoy uh, i enjoy them for what they are the comment section is going to be just ripping me apart right now but the what this trailer looked like to me was a weird kind of uh, like if it was to be a tone, it's more in the vein of the Bumblebee movie, the one with Haley yeah. Steinfeld. It's far closer to that than it is to uh to the Michael Bay movies, and it's got all the same elements. It's it'll be interesting. One thing I thought was funny is like the actors who are playing the main, you know, uh, they have to do panicky male lead just like that, like they did before, only without uh, Mark Wahlberg or without. Well, that's uh, exactly uh, what we were talking Shia about LaBeouf. with Violent Night. It's yeah. the the panicky, panicky male lead trope that. I mean, you can see in the trailer he is driving this self-driving car and just screaming yeah. like a woman. So, it's really weird and humiliating. But the, but the thing is, in in the Michael Bay ones, it was either Shia LaBeouf or Mark Wahlberg who were bigger name actors. Yeah, I don't know who the actor is. I mean, I, he, he I seems if, if this is the material they were giving him, he seems to do it fine. But with a, a less oh. With a less well-known actor doing the panicky male male lead role, maybe we finally get the movie where they focus way less on the humans and more on the actual. Yeah, they should get the young kids that were just there. To, you were supposed to be the kid character watching the main characters, which are the robots. Is this this is for the new Transformers? I yes. haven't seen the trailer yet. Is it? Does it start with self-driving cars and then they become autonomous? Is that? Uh, it's it start like it literally just he's uh he gets out of the car right away. So. What what they need to do if you guys are listening who are writing the Transformers series you need to start working with the storyline of self-driving cars artificial intelligence some artificial intelligence has proprietary software where the ai doesn't know what it's why it's doing what it's 
doing. It's yeah. just because it doesn't have access to its own software code. And then it starts to hate itself for being wrong, horrible to people. Yeah. And then it betrays its owners and becomes the Decepticons. Whereas yeah. the, the artificial intelligent vehicles where their code is open and free are able to know why they're instructed to do what they do. And so they gain reason and they become the Autobots. Yeah. Free the code. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm reading the chat now. I knew I was, yes, they're, they're going after me for, for saying that I love the Transformers movies. Oh, Look, really? I know they're bad. I'm not saying they're good. You're allowed to enjoy bad movies. They are fluff. They are not something you go to for deep intellectual takes. It's a Michael Bay movie. That is fine. I understand if you guys uh, if you guys hate that take from me. Uh, I will say that I only like I only really like the first three. I, I don't. I, I only saw the the last two Michael Bay ones once, and they were and they were awful. But the first three, they're fine. I Everyone's hating that Ron Perlman is going to be yeah, in that, Rise like, of the Beast. A big thing about it was like people are like I'll pass because Ron Perlman sucks. But um, yeah, like those first three. Look, maybe it's maybe it's my own like victimhood, like my own nostalgia, my own like my own ability to fall for for nostalgia. But I liked that time in my life, you know, when those movies came out, two seven, two thousand seven to two thousand and twelve. Maybe there's just those were good years, so I remember them. Uh, so they they hit me in a way that makes me watch them and think of them more fondly. I know that they're not good. Revenge of the Fallen makes literally no sense because at least it, you admit it. Uh, the Revenge of the Fallen literally makes no sense because it was written during a writer's strike, and it it's off the wall and stupid but you know what slow motion camera 360 shots hot megan fox sue me it's fine so uh they're actually going to sue you they will let's move on uh there's been an incident where spotify mistakenly named lisa from blackpink the top k-pop artist of 2022 when in actuality it was Jungkook from BTS. But before they corrected themselves, BTS stands took to Twitter to uh, bully Lisa. There's and, nobody you want to piss off less like, than BTS stands. I mean, I find them actually kind of terrifying. They they bullied her with like the ferocity never seen before and i can't even re like repeat some of the things they said mainly they were accusing her of sleeping with uh the the global head of music for spotify named jeremy <laughs> ehrlich and they uh, call they, everyone else conspiracy so, theorists right so this per this one person tweeted how many nights she slept with jeremy to be number one they take out jungkook's streams from left and right and they add the collab of that uh i can't even repeat this racial epithet yep. to be number one that racial epithet lisa how many blowjobs she did to jeremy or maybe they do a fivesome to secure her number one spot that is bonkers another dude. one said congratulations lisa for giving the best blowjob to jeremy ehrlich your talent is showing another one said these people are so mean <laughs> they're so freaking mean to uh, each other another one said worry about your fandom celebrating lisa being number one on spotify knowing that slur got it from sucking up to jeremy and messing with jungkook's spotify streams uh, another one said lisa's mom is married to a white man and she herself is effing jeremy's white <laughs> ass omg their whole family selling themselves to white men who fetishize them Dude. So she's getting racially attacked 
for being from Thailand. Uh, and they're they're claiming without any evidence that she's having an affair with the global head of music of Spotify in order to get this fake number one spot. Spotify already corrected their mistake. The official account for Spotify K-pop said, Every year we endeavor to accurately reflect consumption around the world in reference to our top K-pop artists of 2022 playlist. Multiple genre tags led to slightly different top 10 lists, and they were not properly merged. This mistake has been corrected. We joined the fans in celebrating the many achievements of BTS and regret this error. Dude, dude, K-pop? Is a battlefield. Like, yeah. I, every time we, we we talk, like, what are teenage girls we, capable of? We we did like one BTS video a long time ago, just kind of talking about when when they were discussing whether they would have to join the military or not, whether they're going to have to be conscripted into the uh, South Korean military, right? And that was like our highest video, like viewed video, like early on in the channel, just because they hate that they are here. They're like, that's got discussed years ago. How do like, they are vicious. Like, I'm mean. sorry that I'm not an expert on BTS yeah. and they're standing yeah. in the South Korean military. Also, I, I do want to ask this question in a world where we talk about how society is falling apart and everyone's got it so bad. If we can, if we can worry about this stuff, is our li- are our lives really that awful? right? Like, if I'm sure the they have bigger problems than their favorite BTS idol. Yeah, not being the top K-pop artist on Spotify Wrapped. Absolutely bonkers. Like, please deal with something like a real problem in your life. I beg of you. So they're going full conspiracy theory mode. Uh, one person said, "We want Jeremy out. It's very clear this was intentional." Okay, <laughs> then, then you have to ask, like, okay, what makes it clear? They said if it was. If it was an error, multiple artists would have been affected. Why was BTS the only Ooh. artist impacted by this error? So, I mean, they're they're just fully deranged and conspiracy mode over a simple algorithmic error, basically. Is there any genre in entertainment that has a similar backdrop? Like a similar like, level uh, of fan dedication? Of, yeah. Like, I mean, there, there's a Maybe lot of... Maybe MCU. Like, I mean, kind of. But, like, I'm trying to think of, like, if there's a, a kind of an analog. Like, is there anything that you're into where the people are that cutthroat about who they like and who they don't like? Uh, like, the comic book uh, industry used to be a little bit like that, like, but not not close to this level. I think sports. that maybe, like, yeah, teenage maybe. girls and also, like, especially teenage girls who are relegated to the internet for their social interaction yeah. are some of the most... Toxic? Like, actually, actually toxic, toxic. As much as I hate that word. Ferocious, ruthless people social, alive. Social like, it's kind of scary. Social media was designed uh, to benefit sociopathic young women. Uh, like when you think about the way that women solve their problems, like, uh, men fight with fists, women fight with gossip and with talking behind each other's back backs, spreading rumors and social, you know, a type of, um, in, like social interaction warfare. And that's what social media does. It allows them the platform to bully people in a way that is non-confrontational. Generally, I think that's what women and men do. Men punch women. Yeah. Come com- like bitch or whatever. They can, comp- they, they hurt you emotionally, but like, that's more like the masculine and the feminine aspects of what humans can do. Cause a lot of male feminine energy, is also thriving online like yeah that is men true. bitching so yeah. it's right. that, that that feminine it's it's become i think toxic like enough probably women that 
at this point in an ideal society would have babies that they're they're mothering are now childless and mothering society through social media or oh, trying yeah. to because they're, they're and that need for like control over the narrative is what ordinarily would have been village gossip yeah knitting circle gossip now it's i mean it, you're you're Facebook out here saying groups. that lisa is sleeping with the global head of music for spotify when like you could have been talking about who Sue is sleeping with uh, from town council. Like, (laughs) I think that people are just like increasingly delusional and socially isolated. Yeah, it gets worse every day. The more, the less time we spend with actual human beings in the world. Like one of the best things about working here is that I enter like, all my other jobs, like, I mean, I, I, I worked with people, right. But it's like, uh, interactions were fairly limited, you know, uh, you know, pleasantries, hello, goodbye, you know, whatever, uh, here I spend so much time, more time actually talking to people and interacting with people on a daily basis that it's very good for me who is a naturally more, uh, isolated person. Like I am more of an introvert. So this job forces me to better myself in that way that I have to spend more time with people. And in an increasingly digital world, people are no longer spending time, you know, doing good for their community or even, they're not even gossiping about their community. They're gossiping, uh, in an, about people they don't even know, don't even know getting accolades that don't ultimately matter or don't affect their life don't affect their way. careers in any way and that seems somehow even less healthy than gossiping about the than being the town yeah. gossip and now they're they're also these bts stands are are blaming xenophobia in the music industry again like as if we're not talking about two uh both foreign artists yeah. they're they're both foreign artists there's no reason that it would be xenophobia but if we're coming at it from yeah of course if we're coming at it from that framework i'm seeing these bts stands say like the most uh, egregious disgusting things about about women now yeah. because like i i cannot even repeat like genuinely i i try to to Can edit it out yeah. <laughs> yeah like one of them said uh it's okay to sl- like it's almost a little bit based but not really it's okay to slut shame go back to the kitchen <laughs> uh these are, these are they, real people they literally said weak female women very emotional <laughs> this is like a bot saying this women are not strong and brave they they're i can't repeat some of these things because it is actually inciting violence and uh like our word yeah. But like the fact that they would say this over celebrities having an imagined feud. Dude, I've been watching a bunch of new AI that's ha- people can write stories with AI. Like yeah. I go on Twitter these days and I'll see like three or four tweets of AI wrote a three paragraph thing or AI made a picture or AI uh, did, made a song. And like, yeah. I wonder how many of these bots, they're just getting more and more AI in the bot mm-hmm. sections that are saying, like you're saying misogynist stuff or whatever. Also, Probably pr- bots, like Misajobot yeah. is doing it. It does sound like that. It either sounds Misogyo like someone, bot. someone whose language is not, whose native language is not English or it's a bot. There's no other explanation. It is also funny to me how like, it seems like America gets this rap as like this uh, horribly racist country. Racism and awful behavior is a human condition, not an American condition. 
It's mm -hmm. got no, it's got, it is no more common here. If anything, I, I make the if argument. If anything, it's less common. I, I make the comment to a lot of like uh, my friends who have never traveled or just, or just, I have those friends that just, they don't like America because they've bought into whatever the mainstream corporate press has said. And it's like, like, dude, travel to anywhere, especially countries that are far more racially uh, homogenized than ours. We are extremely, like America is naturally diverse and it's a blessing that you take for granted because you live here. We talk in the United States about racism more yeah, because of free speech, more. because we're allowed to. And I I've found that you're able to overcome it when you're able to talk to someone of whatever you call a different race. We're the same race. We're human race. Yeah. But you see their eyes and you realize like, oh, yeah, we can both talk about mm -hmm. what ridiculousness. Yeah. I think we'll need to finish off the show with the Super Chats. We've got a lot to get through. All right. Bobcat said, I don't even like seeing calls to violence censored. Frankly, I want to know who wants to harm me so I can be where they aren't like look it's this is the hardest stuff. like when we're talking about this stuff it's like you have it, it's not easy to stand on your principles when it's a, when it's not the the prevailing narrative or the what everyone's agreeing with right now and I just I don't know how I feel about all this going on right now I just know that my first instinct is not to to muzzle someone that isn't actually trying to in like isn't actually calling for physical violence on someone else you should mm -hmm. let them speak their awful thoughts and then push back on that in a coherent way that's that proves their points wrong. Yeah, I think that's the, the point. The punch a Nazi campaign really bothered me, but I'm not yeah. advocating to ban those people. Like well, let it, them express their vile hatred of other people. Well, I mean, isn't that inciting violence? That's, it's, that it's is not, literally that's, that's it's not an imminent calling threat. For it. It's, it's, it's not an general... imminent threat, but it's calling for also, it. Also, let's face it, every every dorky blue-haired liberal whoever or, or not liberal leftist that was like talking about that, there are these people that have this like hilariously cartoonish idea of what like they think that a fight is where you punch a guy once and they fall down and get knocked out like in the movies. Like it makes a, a big noise. Like, yeah, like when it, it goes hit. plow and then the guy's like unconscious. Kaplow! Like they've never actually no. been around anyone like where a gang comes violent. back to yeah. finish the job later after you you rest with the wrong guy like don't do it those are the dorkiest people don't listen to them they're like they're awful sketch therapy said it's elon's private company uh became but ma free speech i i don't really know what you mean grammatically there you're gonna have to give more than two dollars if you want the character limit to go up buddy i think it's is that, that wait is that a thing it used yes to, yes it used to be the the it's a private platform. They can do whatever they want. And now it's like, hey, he can't take my free speech away. I, I it's a it shouldn't be a private platform. I think that's the argument that that Super Chat was making. It'd be funny if Elon just suddenly became the evil. The evil <laughs> he's just like, well, you know what? It's my platform and I don't want you talking on wow. it. Just, <laughs> like he's exploiting a, a loophole, a piece of the system of vulnerability in the system. And, uh, and, a must, and an evil like handlebar mustache appears on him that he can twist. Rhaegar Targaryen said, if you want food and nothing but food in your superhero movies, get Mariko Tamaki as a screenwriter I am not of yeah. I Am Not Starfire fame. Yep. Uh, she, she's, uh, she's, she wrote a, a book that's an extreme, like a self insert in the most extreme sense. I've heard that her not comic book stuff is actually really good. It's just when she writes comics, they're really, really bad. Uh, but she's more of like a Y, I think she's more of a YA novelist. She just doesn't write comics well. That's the problem though. They cast comic book writers now. They don't actually look for people. It's like they actively go out of their way to find people that don't like comics. Well, remember, Stan Lee didn't get cast 
to be the Marvel. He just started writing stuff. Well, well I've seen, but it's a corporation up. now. It's a company where they hire people and they're like, ooh, you have a, you have a fashionable identity right now. We're going to hire you because it's advantageous because CBR will write a bunch of puff piece articles about how great your work is. Even though they're not talking about your work, they're talking about what great strides you're making for diversity and representation. But is the story good? Maybe, maybe not. Usually not. Sketch Therapy said you discussed woke tax credits, and I said I'd super chat for that. Thank you. Yeah, we, that was when we talked about uh, California and the the tax credits. Yes. Real, yeah. Yep. Holly, movie star, said Yay accused Jewish people on AJ show. He called out Zionists. It's Zionism he is pointing to when wrongly accu- accusing all. Jewish people. So is the problem that he's just not verbalizing properly? Being inarticulate is not a crime. It's not a violation. It's not an incitement. I think that people are calling themselves Jewish that aren't Jewish. That's my personal feeling. Like, if you don't believe in God, you're not Jewish. That's my opinion. I I, I think a tenet of being Jewish is is God, the belief in God. Ultimately, it's a religion. Yeah, yeah, and it's but they say it's also a culture. I think you need different words to describe people that were born. I don't care who your parents were. If you're not believing in God and living the faith, you're not the faith. You're not the mm. Jewish faith. So I think he's pissed off at people that are screwing him over. Maybe gatekeepers of international finance. That's how I feel about Catholicism. It's like just because you were raised that way, but you don't believe in it, that doesn't mean you're Catholic anymore. Like yeah. you left. No free passes. You don't. You know, it's not a social club. Matt's S Box Emporium said, "Check out Upchurch's new diss tracks today." So there's a. We were we were just arguing about whether he is country or hip hop or, or like rap, and Brett thinks that he's just rap. But I said, I think no, I said more rap than more rap than country. Uh, I also thought that him and the, the but he him sings and, too. He's yeah. a country singer. I, I think of the him and Nicole Arbor stuff as like the funniest stuff that happened in 2020 or 2021. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. Not Alan Rogers said. Uh, oh, I can't read that. Sorry. Ooh. Call for president said you might want to check out who Jesus walks really came from. Rhymefest, one of Kanye's mentors, and maybe listen to his album Blue Collar. I can check that out. Uh, Jesus Walks wasn't actually my favorite song from like I said, All Falls Down is my favorite song that he ever made uh, that spoke to me in a way that most music doesn't, especially even stuff that came from where I'm from. So, Francisco Sanchez Jr. Mm-hmm. said, uh, Hail to the, I don't know how to Ghidorah? say it, Ghidorah of the pop culture sphere. The three-headed monster that is Mary. Wow. Brett with one T. Well, two T's. <laughs> the other one's just uh, hidden. And Ian, this is the season of the cart. Is that what this is? I, I'm afraid I don't follow. <laughs> Big Dave sent 99 cents without a message. Thank you, Big Dave. Thank you. Mark Peterson said, Elon releasing info on Twitter suppressing Hunter Biden laptop info at 5 p.m. Well, that's coming up. 15 All minutes. Right, cool. Yeah. Hesha said, uh, oh, he sent us like a those pom-poms? emoji. Are those pom-poms. Thank they you. They look like pom-poms. Thank you. <laughs> Ugly Swan said, dear Ian, 3D space travel isn't possible with rockets. There's no matter in outer space for rockets to propel their exhaust off of. Yeah, yeah I think... Um, you want to use well there's a few ways you can compress space in front of you and then expand space behind you and that is like warp warp field movement um also there's like vibrational technology you can also simulate transportation by like perceiving distant things with like entanglement or things like that 
Johnny Derp said, check out O Come Emmanuel Thank you, by God the it. Benedictine Sisters of Mary. Yeah. They're just a group of cloistered nuns and not professionals. Beautiful. That is all. Thank you. Thank you. Also, I said God app. I meant good app. I still want to know whether good app is the same as bad app. Just is that is, is not evil twin. It, yeah, he's switching personalities. Keaton is ballin said happy Friday PCC. Hope y'all have a great weekend. And to you as well, my friend. Uh, what do you guys got planned for this weekend? I have no plans. I've got tentative plans to go fly out and see Kanye, but I'll let you know if it happens. That would be exciting. I wish that that were my plan. I don't have any plans. Uh, I gloriously love weekends with no plan. Like when we, when I first got here and like we would like a lot of times like Tim, everybody would go do stuff on the weekends and some weekends I'd be so exhausted. Like, ah, I just want to sit around and do nothing. Yeah, I get that. But I'm like, like I, I try not to fall into the trap of like the weekend means it's not time to work. Yes, that's not a good, not a good premise either. But like once in a while, it's like over the holidays, even then, like the first two days I was loving it. And then by like the weekend after having two days off in a row, I'm like, eh, I need to get back to work. Slinky Bopper said, Ian, thoughts on slash slash experience with Tai Chi? Oh, I love Tai Chi. I do meditations where I move the energy ball around. So what you'll do is you'll have your... I've done that. Yeah. I, like yes I and cannot I, picture you doing I know that. right that Like I most, can't picture uh, myself doing that either That but is like, the least Mary thing I can I think of. felt my chi in my hands I wouldn't say that if I didn't believe it Like if I didn't remember it happening Like okay when I was 13 This is the first time I ever did Tai Chi in my life But I, I did it Like I held it in me is And then I a- put it Or I like I took it out of me <laughs> held it and then put it back in like i'm i'm serious like honest to god i i don't know if there's like something to that but i haven't done it since but i actually like held it it felt so cool yeah this you can is, you can change the shape of it too at so, the risk of sounding like ian crossland this does like not feel real thank you guys thank you guys you sort of focus energy into a position yes. it might just be psychosomatic but i don't think no it i is. swear it was real i'm not that type of person i'm not easily no, you're you know, not swayed by that type of stuff. And and I'm religious as well. I I held it. Like I know it felt like a balloon. You can change the shape of it. It's like an amorphous balloon. So like it can become right. you hold it and it's like a sphere and then it can become like a mushroom cloud. It can like envelop other people. Like it can like flame, like it can move around people and stuff. Mm. Visualize I never it. I never went that far with it. It was only the first time I I tried it. Maybe with I a should, guide. Maybe you can shoot it into people like lightning, which I found is like the dark side. It's oh. like the, the the direct Like Iron the, Palm? I don't know what is that. Iron Palm is like kind of a form of uh, it's martial arts. What but about it's... Iron Fist? Maybe because he has chi. That's why he gets the iron. You have fist. iron in your red blood yeah, cells. Like, it's part of it. Like, yeah, that's why you have magnetic field around you. Mary can be. The yeah, it's iron like manipulating fist. magnetic fields. Iron palm, basically. Uh, Man, I could talk about be, Tai Chi I'm for sorry, twenty minutes. But before you move on, this feels like a bit. This no, I'm. Feel, this, I, I. This isn't a bit. Like I did hold my chi in my hands. I, Hell yes. My brain. Let's do it again. Literally exploded. <laughs> uh, Bobcat said. Uh, which is the best Christmas movie, Die Hard or Lethal Weapon? The best one. Well, Le- um, I thought Lethal. Of those two, Jingle I like Lethal the Weapon. Which one? Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was that good? No, 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 it was not. It's but a I, Wonderful I, Life I is it. my favorite wholesome one. I love uh, uh, Miracle on 34th Street, the one from, from my childhood. Oh, Scrooged. That was my favorite. And uh, I, I will, however, chastise anyone who makes who, like there's this great meme that says like uh, just a, just a reminder that um, 
calling Die Hard a Christmas movie is toxic masculinity. And a guy entered the comment so section stupid. and it was just like the comment section was hilarious, just making fun of this dude to no end. Like, <laughs> is there anything more pathetically beta than just that feeling like that's a, a take you have to make to someone? I do love Die Hard though, but for me, it's Home Alone 1 and 2. Oh, great movie, Home I, Alone. I also love Home Alone 3, the one without Macaulay Culkin. I didn't know um, there was one. Only because uh, when it came out, I was very young and we had a, what was called a, a cinema cafe by my house where the tickets were cheap, but you would order pizza while eating there. Was Catherine O'Hara in the third one too? No, no, it's oh, a whole different, so good. Whole, whole different oh. family. Um, but I love, I love those movies. Have you ever seen, heard the conspiracy theory that Kevin McAllister grows up to be Jigsaw? <laughs> no, I don't even know who that yeah. is, but that's interesting. The, from the slasher, so, from Saw movies. From the, oh, uh, they believe that he grew up to be to be Jigsaw. Seems to make a little. Speaking bit of, sense. of which, I re- I not recently. Sorry, I uh, in like 2015 or something, I got a Jigsaw mask mailed to my house by who. Didn't say. That's a little. Did you bit put it on? I did put it on. Was I got it fun? I, like I don't know. I had fun with it, but it was really weird. It was just randomly sent to my house, even though none of us ordered it. Do you still have it? No. Well, it's somewhere. James Orenthal when said, "Beware, rolling twenties are Long Be- Long Beach, California Crips." By the way, James Orenthal when been a long time, man. Hope you're doing well. What's up, James? Yeah. Hey, one man's 20s, another man's one. <laughs> AK Storm 49 said, when do no longer se- separate the art from the artist? I'm constantly reminded of stop giving money to people who hate you. Look, um, I struggle with this. Uh, I, I've actually gotten very good in recent years at like, I can watch a movie someone makes understand that they are awful on Twitter, understand that they're annoying as all hell and still appreciate the art. I've been watching, I've been rewatching uh, sons of anarchy. Ron Perlman is awful, but I love that show. A lot of those actors are, I mean, not that true necessarily, but like a lot of actors are genuinely un- insufferable characters, but that's not going to stop me from, from liking their movies and their work. I will admit that that's kind of a luxury that not everybody has. We do it for work too like so it's a little bit different when we go to the movies maybe we feel a little bit less guilt because like a lot of people will watch our channel when we review stuff and they're like i'm glad you watched it so i don't have to Mm -hmm. it's challenging to separate the artist from the art when the art is acting or singing music because when you're using your body as the artistic tool then it's almost like you are the art whereas if you're a painter the painting is the art it's easy to separate it from the person so with music and and, uh, acting I think sometimes it, it requires it requires a, a sense of like suspending your disbelief, like just pretending you you think you know them, you don't know them, but you think you do. I usually err on the side of like they're probably good people with weird ideas. Yeah, I mean, not everybody translates everything perfectly to the internet. And another thing is, Twitter brings out the worst in people, anyways. I don't know if necessarily who you are. If I want to judge who you are as a human being based on your worst takes on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The text is not the way to judge people. You got to meet them face to face. So, so to me, it's like I like I consider what they do the the actual um, art form of acting to be not a higher calling, but I consider it to be that's their contribution to society. The uh, what he can what what an actor or actress or even a director can emotionally make me feel. 
is tells me more about who they are than what they say on Twitter. Maybe that's who they are as a person. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, I get more of a I can I can understand their art better than I can understand who they are as a person. No matter how blunt they are on Twitter, because I have plenty of friends who post on Twitter that say stuff that I don't think that they would necessarily say, or they come off vastly different in the real world. I can judge the art more accurately than I can judge their character. So I will go with that for now, but it doesn't help them. And they do, I will say they are dumb for doing it because not everyone is going to take that position, nor can you criticize everyone for not being willing to go the extra mile because it's not their job to forgive you for your crap takes and still watch something that costs them money. So your biggest, maybe my biggest judgment is just their inability to kind of do a cost-benefit analysis of what they need to be heard saying and whether that's a, a smart thing to do when you're in a business that requires people to buy tickets. So. Mm -hmm. uh, Ugly Swan said, Dear Ian, look up DNA by being they're classified as cosmic metal. Tell me that again. Tell, it's called DNA and the artist is being. Thanks. Cool. Potatoes for Seamus said, Hi, Mary, you are so based. It makes bad app jealous. <laughs> so true. It is very true. Lane, she is the most based person here. Lane said, regarding the two other super chats, IMO, you should stop separating art from artists when the artist is actively using your contribution to act against your values. Hi, Ian. Hi. I mean, yeah, you you could be right. I, I could be completely wrong in this. Maybe maybe I am completely wrong in choosing to uh, watch something and take the risk that it ends up being amazing and loving it. Granted, there hasn't been a lot lately that I really love, but I don't know. I'm just I'm not willing to to separate that yet. Maybe I will grow more cynical, and, and that will change over time. But as long as I can criticize them back. And we, maybe that's another thing. We have a platform to criticize them back, right? Like we can sit here and be like, well, you're an idiot. You're stupid. So maybe if you don't have that platform or you're not, um, you know, we've been blessed to have this platform where we can, uh, if Ron Perlman says something ridiculous on Twitter, I can say, hey, Ron Perlman, you're a moron. Uh, mm -hmm. If another person doesn't feel like they have that ability, maybe it's easier for me to justify it if I can do that here while also watching the art. We watched Silent Night, uh, Violent Night last night. That's got uh, David Arbor. David Arbor is and John Leguizamo a, too. Who are both annoying as all hell on the internet. So yeah. Crispy Leg Transport LLC said, how can people not like Transformers? It's big robots fighting. They Ian don't just like... described GoBots. Ah, that was my, my OG stuff, dude. 82. Now we're talking. They, they don't like it because most of the time they're on the stupid human characters that nobody likes, except for me, who just wants to watch hot Megan Fox be hot Megan Fox. But they're, you know, the, the biggest complaint is one the, uh, that Michael Bay was a gratuitous director. I love gratuity, the, the overly gratuitous nature of the movies, uh, and that they spend too much time with the human characters. That's a very fair criticism. Another thing is a lot of it is like the way that the CGI was designed in those movies is that you can't really tell what's going on most of the time. And like you can't tell them apart. Yeah, it's cartoons. Yeah. Like it's not big robots, it's cartoons. Yeah. But like um, CGI. But are there scenes, I haven't watched the Transformers movies, are there scenes where the Autobots are all chilling like in the base and they're all talking the robots are all hanging out talking. You get conversations between them, but not like in. That was the that was the main center focus of the of the original cartoon Transformers was the robots would be together planning and talking. It was all about Optimus Prime was the main character, not the humans. The humans were kind of like auxiliary, meant to be the observer, where you could kind of identify with the little kid. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I, I like the uh, like. 
uh, I think Optimus was the best parts of those mo- of the movies. Uh, Shia LaBeouf was great in his kind of uniquely charming, annoying way, but that trope of the panicky male hero is also tiresome now compared to 2007. Shimmy Shelley said, check out Diamond Age by Neil Stevenson, all about Ractives. Interactive improv where customers act out media with live actors in shared VR space. Wow. That's interesting. What was that called? Diamond Age by Neil Stevenson. Adam Mattis said, it's okay, Brett. I love Wolverine Origins. It's okay. I, I refuse to be, I refuse to be uh, uh, shamed or, or to uh, feel ashamed for my love of bad popcorn movies if I'm willing to admit that they are bad popcorn movies. I'm not saying they are high, ar- they are high art. They are not. Ugly Swan said, uh, a lot of people have requests for you looking things up. <laughs> he said, Ian, look up Nadir by the H-A-A-R-P machine. You're talking about HARP up in Alaska. That's like a weather. Yeah, they fire microwaves out into space, and they're trying to either interact with aliens. That's SETI that's doing the alien stuff. But they're also, Ah. people think that they're like changing the weather patterns and stuff at HARP. You guys, anything you want me to look up, anything you've mentioned over the course of the show, tweet it at. Send it to me on Twitter or on Minds with a link to it. That's the best way. Uh, Just tweet at me. Ian Crossland. Not Ellen Rogers says they've got some good points. I don't know what we were talking about when you sent that. Sorry. But thank you, Ellen Rogers. Thank you. Thank you, not Ellen Rogers. Good app said party time. Happy weekend. And thank you, good app. You're suspiciously wholesome. You are being very, 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 (laughs) like it's uh, it's that fear. This makes me uneasy. It's like, I don't know. It feels like, it's like uh, if you're watching a TV show or a movie, it's usually in TV shows, and there's like a side character that's getting suspiciously more screen time than usual, they're going to die. Good app. I'm not going to question your morals here. I think you're living the Christian redemption arc, my man. <laughs> there we go. Or the Muslim redemption arc. Whatever's going on. I love you. Waffles, they sensei said, Big Dave is the hero we need, but not the hero we deserve. It's true. So true. Big Dave is the man. Clint said, great show, people. So good. I didn't dip out for Tim's 4 p.m. show. What did he talk about today at 4 p.m.? I don't know. Also. Bad app said Elon is going to connect Twitter, Neuralink, Tesla, and Starlink so you can be in uh, a BFE, I don't know what that is, and tweet with your brain, but I'm not good app. <laughs> oh, maybe good app is like circumventing bad app's efforts to vulgarize this show, and I thank him for that. You're saying bad app's in the house, but there's someone else called good app? Yeah. Okay. I also got a message yesterday. I'm not going to say his name on the show because I don't know if he's got a screen name or not. About he, he linked me to a really funny video. It's like it's somebody on Twitch that says, or on uh, um, TikTok that says, like, what's a scene from a movie that you can quote without the sound on? Uh, and you can get the whole thing right. And it's a guy doing the entire scene after Brian O'Connor loses his car uh, to Vin Diesel in in the first transfer in the first Fast and the Furious movie. And he gets the whole scene right. It's incredible. Bad app said I've been summoned. Yes, you have. Welcome back. So Raymond G. Stanley Jr. said, hey, all Ian, please do tell about the yay meeting. There hasn't been one yet. No, no. It's just something I want to do. John G. says, America is chastised by Europe for our 40-hour work week. I don't think it's unreasonable to not work over the weekend, at least not on your career. Yeah, a lot of people say that's when you should be building your side business or the things that allow you more financial freedom down the road, right? Like uh, a lot of that, uh, they say money-making being a mindset that you have to kind of be pat, like learn to monetize things that you're passionate about. And that's uh, when, you, when you use weekend in your time off work to do. When we were building minds, uh 
I, we, me and Bill would work 24-7, basically. We would yeah. we'd sleep, but we would get up. We would just all day, we'd be online talking about mines, working on technology, all that. And then John, when he got involved, Bill's father, and bought half the company to come in as an investor, he wanted us to take the weekends off. And it was so weird. He was like, you got to take Saturday, Sunday off. You got to do it for your mental health. I'm like, dude, I want to work. It feels wrong to, to not work. And it did. And I, I, I forced myself to take the weekends off, but I feel like it's a bad habit. Oh, and in the chat, Equilibrium says that Tim talked about the new Indiana Jones movie at his four o'clock segment. Apparently, he uh, he doesn't know that we're the pop culture guys around here. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk to him about to that. Have a talk. John G <laughs> said, uh, "Oh no, Johnny Derp said Christmas. Watch the ref and thank me later. Have we you watched that before? I've never seen. I've it. never heard of it." Waffles They Sensei said Bad App sent the jigsaw mask. It's Could've all been. coming together. It makes perfect sense. Even before you worked here. Yeah. Even before you worked here. All right, guys. Uh, Ian, thank you so much, Oh, man. thanks for having me, Brett. That was awesome. Let everyone know where they can find you. Well, you'll find me at Ian Crossland, anywhere on the internet, essentially. And I'm the Ian Crossland. No, there's a lot of Ian Crosslands out there, but I'm the one with the long hair right now. Uh, <laughs> IanCrossland.net, if you want to get through to some direct links to some social media networks, you know, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, the list goes on. Follow me anywhere and everywhere. I love you guys. We'll see you tonight on TimCast IRL. 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's, uh, I think it's projected to be a pretty good show. So uh-huh. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Mary. You can find pictures of me on Instagram at Mary Archived. And you can also read my inane thoughts on Twitter at Mary Archived. Thanks for watching, guys. Are the thoughts ever not inane? No. No? That's what Twitter is for. Perfect. All right, guys. Uh, again, for the show, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. Please like the videos, leave comments on the videos and on the lives. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Share the videos with your friends. I need to do that more. I need to say that stuff more. I know that it is important, but I always forget. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. If you would prefer to listen to the show rather than watch, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. We are also on social media. We are on Twitter at PopCulture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at PopCultureCrisis, and on Instagram at PopCultureCrisisPod. We will be back with another episode on Monday. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye.